Hey, what's poppin'? It's a whole new week. It's a short week. It's a four-day week. Oh, I like a four-day week. Can we figure out a way to stick, get out of another show this week? Is there a yes. holiday or something? Anything? Dads, moms, grandmas, stepkids? National Burger Day. I'm kidding. I'm ready to do four days. But uh, hopefully everybody had a great Mother's Day. And we are in the DealsInTheD.com studios. And whenever we're off for even one day, everything just piles up. It's unbelievable. There's so much to get into today, including Eli in just a second here. And that's a big territory because we got a big sports story or two. But First Hall Financial, our presenting sponsor, reminds you home inventory is on the rise. Rates have leveled off. Bentley will tell you more on Thursday. It's all good. If you want to buy, you need to call Hall Financial. Please call them first. Just give them first crack. They announced that 1% down program with 4000 in forgivable down payment assistance for qualified buyers. If you qualify, that's a hell of a deal. Or if it's a refi you're after, you got some high credit card debt. Oh, boy, that's terrible, those interest rates. Uh, go to Hall's link and click it. They'll get back to you fast. And for beyond five-star service, you can also call 866-CALL-HALL. And make sure to tell them we sent you. And at this point, I will reference the great Dr. Yaldo, who brings you Eli Zaret for all the sports excitement, including one very big story. Do I have to wait for the intro music to end? I'll just cut Paul McCartney right off. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> he gets enough airplay. Dr. Yaldo presents Say It My Way. An Eli Zaret production. Is that police? Payolas. <laughs> I love the confidence in which you said the name. Oh, yeah. It's very policey. Everybody knows about the Payolas. It sounds police. He's a little sky a little rock ska. Yeah. Uh, all right, Eli. I know it's John Morant today. It's got to be at some point. Might as well start with it. Yeah. What, uh, what is going on here? Well, you know, uh, you say again, the, the reaction is disbelief. Really? You just <laughs> yeah. got suspended eight games that cost him 700000 He apologized for it. Oh, yeah, uh, he was so sorry. Well, he sounded sorry. You Did know, he really? Well, <laughs> well, remember, he kept saying, I wish I could tell my story. I wish I could tell the whole story, but I yeah, can't. I, he couldn't tell the whole story about you know the, the altercation he had with the kid, the middle schooler. Or whatever. I don't recall that big apology. What did he say exactly? Well, yeah, he said he's got to do better. In fact, even when they lost to the, to the Lakers, when they got uh, the number seven seed upset Memphis number two, he, he apologized for the distractions and said, you know, that he's going to do better in the future. And it, distractions? Sa- it sounded good. Are they really distracting? I mean, there's some really bad stuff that he's not even apologized for. There's like six. Si- what was that? That was me. It was like six things to apologize for. Yeah. The, he apologized and, for one, kind of. Plus his buddy, who, who he was who was driving the car when this latest one took place, yeah. named, his last name is Pack. Is it Damian yeah. oh, Pack yeah. or yeah. something? Pack. Great guy. They, they, they kicked him out of the arena. He's not even allowed back in the arena. But, you know. <laughs> Wait, what did, what did he well, do? There he was something. Conf- fans yeah, well, and, and some- the other team. I think it was. A, but was uh, it? I can't remember which team it was. But I, yeah. I think, by the way, the, the new nickname for him is John Moron, by the way, instead of John <laughs> <laughs> Moran. wrote that. 
Wait, but, so Damon <laughs> Pack is still hanging out with Jai. Well, he, was the, he was the guy in the car with him. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so that was, He was also the guy, I believe, in the alleged uh, attack of the teenager playing basketball. Oh, they knocked the phone was, out of the yeah. eighth grader's hand? Yeah, he was that guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's like his henchman. He should have been arrested then, too, and he never apologized either that I know of. His henchman. Oh, Did he apologize for the clerk that he threatened his life because he served <laughs> a white person ahead of his mom and then didn't have his mom's size? You I apologize don't think to so. that guy? I don't think so. I don't think so. He's suing the 17-year-old he beat up in the pickup game. He's suing him civilly for $10 million because he didn't make all pro. Well, he's got some problems, and there's been guys in the past with problems, and, and you're probably not going to agree with this, but it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to him, and as long as he can ball, he's going to play. He's good. And, and, and except, under- except for the fact that I don't think the NBA likes being made a fool of, and they suspended him, what, eight games last time? Right. Now this and t- now it's like, you fucking played us, right. and you're going right. to do... And it's not... Here's the thing. If he didn't show the gun, he's totally fine. Right. And, and do but, anything well, illegal. He did it on purpose. And, he and, wanted to show it. And we do, know, we do know that it's legal to carry the gun in without, ten- Tennessee. without a permit in Tennessee. Yeah. So he did nothing illegal. But and, well, one thing that... that bothers me because when I hear that they may suspend him for a year, that's what Stephen A. Smith is saying. I, d- I doubt that. I, I doubt that'll happen. It probably six, maybe more than the eight, maybe at least 16 games or something like that. But, um, you know, what? Anytime the NBA takes the high moral ground, here's a here's a league in, in cahoots with China. Here here's a league in cahoots with gambling, yeah. with, with official gambling sponsors. And, and someday, soon, it'll come out what the uh, effects are, you know, just like the opioid crisis took a couple of years to realize how many people were dying, what the devastation was. Wait till we see in about three or four years what's happening with gambling and young people and the advertising and stars like Jamie Foxx and, and whoever else, you know, promoting it, Jalen Rose. They all do. And so there's going to be teenagers and, and underage I've wondered gambling. about that. It's so it, accepted now. I, it, it's crazy. So Eli, you would remember when we put those two casinos in Detroit, how many people said, oh, no, this is terrible. This is not good. And a lot of us were kind of like, oh, come on, two casinos? What's the big deal? But now it's everywhere. And sports, our favorite thing combined with our worst favorite thing, gambling. I mean, that's pretty irresistible, isn't it, so, for a lot of people? So, uh, Wasn't it everywhere, though? Anyway, when the internet, with the advent of the internet, I mean, well, offshore been, sites. And, oh, it's so easy, yeah, though. Now, yeah. imagine if you had to buy alcohol on the internet. It, it wouldn't be as, we'd get it, but it'd be harder to get. I think you can. You can, yeah. Get alcohol on the internet? You can oh, deliver. Sure you can get anything. Yeah. And if you really wanted to gamble. Great contribution, Trudy. Where to get your booze? Trudy's <laughs> deep in her phone? Deep in her phone? No, it's true, though. Don't worry, Trudy. <laughs> there was also don't, a bookie. There, there was a bookie on every corner in the old days, and it was like you could, exactly. Like you but you know, Trudy, I can't help asking what's what are you doing in your phone? You I, seem very defensive when I, I point like, that out. <laughs> don't I was looking uh, for the Martha Stewart story. Oh and, yeah. Uh, oh, that's gonna work. And then I was writing down that there's a new movie um, that uh, Neil Patrick Harris is in about uh, a single gay guy, oh. which you know, and uh, he is ripped in it. Wow, so, how ludicrous go. of me to even ask why you were in your <laughs> phone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, Neil so, Hendrick Paris, Harris is ripped now? NPH? Ripped as hell. God. He's got to be on roids. In the, in the trailer, in the promo. Is this the uncoupling show? Yeah, roids? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my yeah. God. All right, sorry, Eli. Well, two things. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, he's got so much money, he doesn't care. Th- think of it this way. He's got a contract for $194 million. For the next five years, whether they suspend him or not, every day he wakes up, 
There's a more, 105 th- more thousand dollars in his bank account. He can spill 50,000 in Ben Franklin's on the floor of the private room where he's got where three women are blowing him and it's still less than half the money that he gets just for being alive that day. So he's already wow. lost 40 million cuz cuz they could have bumped him his, his 194 which is how can a 23-year-old who grew up, you know, in, in modest means relate to the fact they're going to pay $194 million. Well, also, one who is never told he's wrong. And when he's wrong, he never agrees with them that he's wrong. Was it modest means? not an means? excuse, though. And I, and I asked no, that I'm just because... Saying combine $194 million with someone not, who never believes they're wrong, and you've got a problem. But, I mean, John Morant, and I saw this funny meme where they're, uh, they, they mashed together the ending of 8 Mile when he's rapping against the one guy. But John Morant went to a private school. His family is still together and supportive. <laughs> it's not like he's... <laughs> That gangster waving guns his around. Family are went idiots. to Cranbrook. Yes, well, yes. His parents are idiots. His mother's the one that calls him and his henchmen to come when she doesn't get served by the shoe salesman quick enough, and he threatens his life. And uh. she says, "Who called my daughter a bitch? Get over here, John." And John and his friends go over there and threaten eighth grade girls. That's the kind of guy, or the kind of woman his mother is. A strong woman, you mean? And actually, he he was not an idiot. A, he was not a big star. Uh, he only went to Murray State because he was kind of under the radar. He was not heavily recruited. I think there are no Division One schools of any note better than Murray State that even wanted him. So it's kind of come to him, you know, newly. But, you know, he doesn't care. He's 23 years old, and he's hanging out with his buddies. What 23-year-olds don't want to hang? hang? I, I think it also scares white people when you have guys waving guns, <laughs> rapping along to the to where the N-word is every other sentence. So, you know, it's it's kind of off-putting. But, but <laughs> what it is. It's <laughs> off-putting. A word that if we say our life is over, and he's sitting there listening to a song, holding a gun up, and it's every other fucking word. <laughs> but he knows... When he steps back on the floor, they're going to love him in Memphis. Let me remind you. But it's the precise imaging. The NBA does not want people to associate with the league. So they're going to suspend the shit out of him. Right, right. Of course, it's very hard, as I said earlier, for the NBA to find that high moral ground when they're guilty of so many other things like the gambling and the whole uh, China But it's image. Tell me, though, is he really going to be sorry this time? I don't think he's going to be sorry. It doesn't matter. Maybe he'll do it less or he he won't Instagram him live, but he's not going to stop, you know, singing along to rap music, etc., so, but the the reason it doesn't matter is, last week when the former president of the United States, which who leads the the Republican race by thirty points and fifty percent of America would back, even admitted in a deposition that you can grab them by the pussy and they don't care because you're a star, and fifty oh, percent of that. America will vote for him. So the people that like him. Will like him. Well, John and Moran I, could grab somebody by the pussy. He could. He, he could. could. He, he probably does. Right. And, and maybe even more often than, than the other guy we're talking about. But in any case, um, you know, it, it, it just it doesn't matter. That's right. And he's going to continue to play. And he's already lost $40 million. Last year, had he made the all-star team, uh, or I'm sorry, the all-pro team, uh, any one of the three, I think, but he missed those eight games. And they didn't vote him in because of that. It cost That's him why $40 million. That's why year old Anyway, uh, <laughs> there's, four, there's 400 million guns in America. Maybe I should own one. I'm, I think I'm the only American that doesn't I don't own either. one. I don't have one. Yeah. I don't think anybody but, in this room has one, right? Brandon? Nobody. You really don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and, and Trudy, <laughs> Eli, isn't there... It doesn't seem... I feel like there's some sort of... A narcissistic, incredibly narcissistic athlete that is more ever-present than ever now. And I think it's because... 
they are stars earlier and earlier. And even though John Morant was a little under the radar, uh, think about, let's see, how about Deshaun Watson, Antonio Brown, Trevor Bauer, uh, Kyrie Irving, yeah. Angel Reese, Megan Rapino, Miles Bridges, Ray Lewis, Jason Williams, all these people, uh, Aaron Hernandez, who just do what they do. They never apologize for anything. No one ever really is sorry for I anything. Think one of the never wrong. One of the differences than, than the old days was they're so wealthy, it doesn't matter. It used to be you had to make the team every year. You had to you, you had to prove yourself every year. Well, you're talking about 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, I mean, well, well you're talking and, about and, and, 20 years ago. Even well, I suppose in the early days of free, before free agency, saying there I mean, are no narcissists. Watson, then, yeah, Deshaun but, Watson is not sorry. He called all the girls liars, and he said afterwards, "Oh, by the way, I'm not sorry because I said I did anything wrong. I'm sorry for the hubbub it caused." Sorry, right. not sorry. And that's incredible. It's to incredible. Me. And they Antonio gave him Brown. Has he ever said I'm sorry? Has they he gave ever him two hundred and thirty million dollars <laughs> exactly. after all of it, guaranteed the biggest contract in history. So in sports. As Trump said, if you're a star, it doesn't matter. Hey, check check this out, okay? Uh, That's right. <laughs> tomorrow night, tomorrow night at eight o'clock on ESPN is the lottery, and if the the Pistons are having a big party because they have a fourteen percent chance of getting Victor <laughs> Wembanyama, oh, yeah. who will be the greatest uh, uh, draft pick of all time, they say even more so than Trump. At that mm. party is a guy who I like, LeBron. Rip Hamilton is going to be at the party yeah, tomorrow night. Rip. So I was with the Pistons when Rip Hamilton, in front of the team, said that John Kuster was a fraud. You can't coach. You're a phony man. You suck. And they didn't do anything <laughs> to Rip. He, he publicly said, you're playing Allen Iverson over me? That's, that, that's, that's bullshit. That shouldn't be. So he does everything that, that, that a normal employee would be, would be fired for, and it's okay. And the same thing with John Moran. They're going to slap him on the wrist, and for him— Missing 12 games and costing a couple million dollars is a slap on the wrist. But yeah, beyond that, it's stupid, it's arrogant, it's immature, but ultimately, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just going to ask a really stupid question. Is there any sense, because I do see it in certain guys, any sense that you are an important role model as an athlete? Because I see guys like LeBron James, I think, cares about his image. I think Tom Brady cares about his image. Sure. I think there's certain guys who you can sort of count on not to be in a bar it's fight. It's called maturity, Drew, and it differs in everybody. Well, That's it's just called maturity. It's also caring and, and being right. a reasonable human being and not being completely affected by the millions that hit you. But I just don't know. Does, do people try to – there are people that would talk to John and say, John, there's little kids that look up to you, and really, don't you want to present some – or is that just so dead old? And he's suing one of them. He's heard all that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> as as, as, as uh, Adam Silver said back in March the first time, I don't know what he's going to say now, he said, John's contact was irresponsible, reckless, potentially dangerous. He said it also has serious consequences given his enormous following and influence, particularly among young fans who look up to him. So obviously he doesn't care. He'd rather rap in the car with his buddies, which is what a lot of 23-year-olds do, even those that don't have $194 million coming to them in the next five years. He pulled out the gun. His friend had the sense to move the camera off it immediately. Right. He was trying to help him. He wanted to say, look, I do what the fuck I want to do, and here's my gun, asshole Adam Silver. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. Yeah, could be. Could be. What else would it be? Yeah. Was he just feeling so good? Oh, my God, this is no fun. Without my gun! Oh, my God, look at my gun! I was guess it really that? <laughs> so, I thought it was a defiant act. I thought, it was, a, I thought it was a prop for the lyrics. Cause wasn't there, yeah. Oh, was he, was he doing thought, it along with the song I, or something? I thought he was because yeah. his buddy was doing it with his hands first. Like That's gun right. Hands you're right, first. Mark. 
the fact that it happened so again. So he's a, a prop. Uh, it's not like this was posted. This was live streamed, and so people record it, and then boom, you're done. Yeah. You can't even live stream anymore yeah, because where, everybody will record it. Who's this cancel culture guy that put it out there and spread it out? No, it was live. It was live. Exactly. I know, so, I know but someone but somebody had to save it and, I'm and circulate. Being very it. facetious. Okay, you know, Jalen Carter's another good example. He never said anything about the victims of that drag race accident. He left the scene. He's like, hey, I'll be right back. I just got to go down. I'm gonna, got a stupid misdemeanors. I'm going to yeah. be found innocent of both of them. No remorse, okay, no you apology, know, nothing. I, I think in one of the great... That's stunning. One of the but great is that a new thing, or is that no, always no, no. how it's been it's with a human. It's a hu- basic human failing. Most people are too insecure to ever say, oh, I was wrong. What was I thinking? Wait a second. Ten times a day I go, what a fucking idiot I am. I did this or did that. And if you admit it to people, they love you. And so people who won't own up, who won't be accountable, who won't say they're sorry, are just stupid because people will open their arms to you and you don't need to, to hide behind it because we all make mistakes. Oh, I don't think Jalen terribly flawed. I don't think he wanted to say he was sorry. He probably isn't sorry. Uh, personally, I would have a hard time showing my face at a camp. I'd be so embarrassed about something like that, about leaving two friends of mine dead at a scene. I'd feel uh, horrible. Drew, nobody can disagree with that. Why, why it is that way, I don't but I, know. I just think there's so much focus on these people because of their skills from such a young age right. that... And that somebody's always to, covering for them. Yeah, and it's, it's hard to believe if you're never punished for doing anything wrong, right. why would you think anything you did was wrong, and why would you ever stop doing right. wrong things? And exactly. Pardon me, Mr. Perfect! When, uh, as, as I told you many times, <laughs> when I was with the Pistons, they asked uh, uh, um, Iverson not to gamble on the road late at night. He said, so fuck he, you. He said, fuck you. And yeah. there was somebody, uh, Jerry, our, our, our security, <laughs> had to follow him to every casino every night to make sure he didn't get shot and that he got home. Hey, you don't tell him what to do. Uh, Killer Kowalski, when Tom was alive, bless him, he told me that, um, who's the wide receiver from Michigan State that bombed out? Rogers. Charles Rogers. Rogers. Charles Rogers. Rogers was in the casino all the time, and it was all on him. He had seven or eight buddies with him all the time. He's like, that's where a lot of that money went. Yeah. Well, it just takes Depends one. Depends on the person, man. One skill to make you rich, and it doesn't mean that you've got the character beyond that. I, I just have a hard time rooting for some of these people now. I just well, what are you gonna I do find them the Pistons, so unlikable. What are you doing? The Pistons have the third pick, and they take Brandon Miller. That's right. You're gonna root for him. Hey, wouldn't you trade no, the third pick really. for what? John Morant? Would I'm, anybody trade the draft, the, the per, first pick overall if they get it for John? Oh, Morant? I think so. In a heartbeat. Oh yeah. If Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Miller, I would, did, would Brandon Miller apologize, or did he didn't do anything? What? Of course he didn't do anything. What man? He just he just carried the gun. But yeah, he could be the guy because he he is he is nil deal with the DHL Uber. He's the next Jason Tatum who just you know defeated the Philadelphia 76ers single handedly. He's a six eight power forward who can shoot and pass. Take him. All that. So Brandon Miller would be here in a minute if they, if uh, if they get to the well, second. I, pick. I don't think he's reached a level. He made one mistake. He was yeah. 19 years old. I'm yeah. not. I'm not looking to, to completely no. fry these he's guys. A good friend. I'm, I'm just kind of stunned at the lack of any remorse and also at the let's go Brandon. The inability to tell anyone <laughs> that maybe they could do better and for them to actually receive that advice. Okay. But you know, we're talking about young people. Let me slide it over to a 69 year old coach named Bob Huggins ah. who went on a Cincinnati radio. Station and and I well he apologized I, I mean, he, he paid s- for it too I mean you can't say the n word but the f word uh, fag he said twice <laughs> now when I was younger why can you it, say that word why is that word not why aren't you use expressed elim- by Eli Zaird or not uh, why are we not, why are we not marching you out the door right now for saying that <laughs> because I didn't say it in 
in a derogatory way. I said that the is F the word, word. just like you ought to be no, able to you say. No, qu- you can't be quoted saying the N word. You can't. Well, I guess can I, I quote can. someone else. I no, just, you can't. Eli <laughs> I meant a cigarette. The, the British, the British use fag to describe a cigarette. Okay. And it used to be when <laughs> I was younger. Sticks. If you were tired, you say I'm, I'm, I was Bob just. Bob was just referring off. to a cigarette. What? Yeah, bundle of sticks. <laughs> Catholic ones. Catholic sticks. I looked it up, and the other di- dictionary definition of fagged out means that you're tired, that you worked too hard. So there, oh, the point yeah, is there are other, 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 other definitions. But no, I used to I w- say that. I, think. I wouldn't Always. use it as a slur. But you're right. If I didn't mean it as a slur, or I said it's terrible that he said the word fag because it's it's <laughs> disgusting, then I could get fired just for saying that somebody said the word because I used it again. No, my point was that you can say fag, quoting someone. But you cannot say the N word right, quoting right, someone. Right. That is now a fireball offense. Right, right, yeah. Why is that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's why I was actually frightened watching John Morant because that word kept coming, and I knew if if I ever repeat it, it's being drilled into my head. If I ever say it, I'm in trouble. Did I ever tell you my my N word story with, with Greg Kelser and <laughs> no, the Pistons? No, please do. Stay. <laughs> okay. I'm just playing the N word out here and there, <laughs> yeah, and Kelser right, overhears me. Yeah, you got a good story about letting the N word fly. Is it? Is that what you called Greg Kelser? Kelser? Greg is one of my best friends in the business. I even talked to him on the on the phone today. So what he hated was. Whenever a black guys used the N word, it bothered him, and he would. So I remember when when the Tayshawn Prince joined the Pistons, he said, "Now there's a guy who's not going to do that because he's got a little class." Well, a couple of years later, of course, you hear Tayshawn <laughs> saying this, thing. and so so then so then we get Ben Gordon, oh. and he says, "There's no way Ben Gordon's going to do that." I said, "You're right, because he, he he isn't an American, uh, uh, he, an American African American. He's he's from his relatives are from England." And and the uh, a Trinidad or something. So he was there for about a year or so. We're driving in Chicago, where where he played. He came he came over for, from the Bulls. So Greg and I are sitting in a seat, and behind us is Ben Gordon. And sure enough, he says, as we're driving from the hotel to the to Chicago to the to the arena to the United Center for practice, he goes, "Yeah, some of my ends lived over here." <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of my ends lived over. And Kelsey goes, "Oh." He just puts his head in his lap, so it's. Kelsey it, must it, have felt bad an pervasive. awful lot around that crowd. It's pervasive, so it's it's tough. But anyway, Huggins is 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 an idiot, and so he's sixty nine. He should know about that word, and he used it on a Cincinnati radio interview several times. Also, demeaning Xavier, which is Cincinnati University, that's Catholic based. Apparently, cares he, about he, that. He, he disparaged Catholics too, but they're not firing him. He said he was he had a heart million bucks, apology. million bucks, three games, yeah. So he makes yeah, like three point two instead of four point two. Yeah, you're right. The other, the other, but uh, he, they think he can still win games. That's why. If they thought he oh, was yeah. on, a, on a losing streak that wouldn't end, they'd the fire same him in with, a second. The same with Memphis and John. They would try and void the contract yeah. or something like that. But he's he, he's too important. He's too valuable. The, the the one that got me this week was Hunter Dickinson goes on his um, his <laughs> podcast, and he says. Of course, as you know, Hunter Dixon played for Michigan for three years, and he's transferring to Kansas to better himself. He goes, the people hating on me would leave their job right now for a $10,000 increase. I got, I, he says, at Michigan, I got less than six figures. I got less than six figures at Michigan last <laughs> know, year. College as athletes. If, that's an outrage. <laughs> I didn't get six figures enough. And then he said, I just felt like, man, it's the best decision for me. He says, I think it took a lot of courage for a guy who was there for three years and all American for the team to move on. And you mentioned his legacy, legacy, too. His legacy. Does anybody blame him for doing what he did? No, I'm glad no, he's leaving. No. I hate him anyway. I, I, I always hated him. I'm delighted he's leaving. That's because you're not a Michigan fan. You don't and, care. And, and the other idiotic comment that, that, that's gotten me this week, is as, as, as Bud Light continues to, to plummet, 
And the backlash is so much more than anybody would have ever guessed. And then the CEO comes on and says, you know, we're, 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 just, we're just trying to be part of a discussion. We're in the business of bringing people together over a beer. And then the CEO last week was saying, well, it was just, it, it wasn't even an advertisement. It was just one can we sent. It's all it was. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, you know, that's like the guy gets caught cheating on his wife and she catches him and he goes, but I only did it once. As if that's as if that's okay. No, that's not okay. You know, she's going to say, sure, no, no problem, no more problem. You, you only slept with her once, so they did it. They hope that her twelve is it her her twelve million followers wouldn't see that can of bud, yeah. which was so stupid and naive, and they get what they deserve because it's shitty beer anyway. I want to say one thing well, about <laughs> Bud Light because it's been annoying me, and I got a couple messages about it to this effect. Some people are describing it as an alt-right boycott. And from what I'm hearing, it's not an alt-right boycott. It's an everyone boycott. Yeah. I mean, this guy had pictures. He had four coolers at some event in Nashville. And the Bud Light cooler, no one would drink out of it. It was a concert. It wasn't alt-right people. Did you see? People don't want to the Bud Light can. But now the, um, uh, the LGBTQ community is against, is against Bud, too. They're boycotting Bud because... They they, they, yeah. they discounted Dylan Mulvaney, so yeah. they lose on every count. Of course. And Dylan's losing sleep. She says she's not sleeping well. well she should drink some beer. Ambien. Pass out. Tell her 8 million, 12 million followers, and I'll, I'll make her feel better. Anyway, I know you guys talked about the Lions schedule last week, but it's it's... It's it's fascinating, you know, that the that the NFL, you know, it's kind of like they this is the Lions come come to Jesus moment, you know. After it took only ten weeks to completely reverse a laughing stock franchise for the last sixty six years, and now the NFL senses an opportunity. It's like we see you now, Lions. You've changed. We believe it. We think you're there for real. Now you got to show us. And so I just think about the fans. What it'll be like. And remember in 91 when the Lions, their beta year, they lost the opener 45 nothing in Washington. And so you just hope that Lion fans, who now they're infused with excitement, the world sees us. We're here. My, my, my dad and my, my grandfather, who, who rooted for years and, 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 and never got to see them win and they're dead now. Now is the time. We'll see what happens. Eight and nine. So, and, and, but, and, and part <laughs> yeah, of the first, first game could be. They could get their ass kicked. The oh, first yeah. game. That's a really good team. It wouldn't, wouldn't be a total fluke if Eli, they lost. By Eli, you forgot points. to add, too. I believe the last game of the, the Lions that year, too, was another blowout by Washington. Isn't that when. Uh, in the yeah, playoffs. That, that was in the playoffs. They went, lost that one 42 four, to 3 or something. I think it was 41 42 to 10. 10 or again, blowouts. But, you know, part of the Lions' sell, and, and it's real, is that they're, they're, they're no names. You know, they got. Nobody of, of note, even Goff, nobody thinks that he's really the guy. They, they, <laughs> Certainly they, not Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> who is the who is no, the Barbara. Fan? Oh, Barbara, I'm sorry. Never heard Barbara. of Barbara? Barbara the <laughs> Eli's only here once a week. I'm sorry. There's some audio from Barbara, though. Curveball. We have some no? new audio. He's well, maybe... still not the quarterback. I don't know <laughs> what anybody says. Why don't we play Barbara's latest comments for Eli so he can be up to speed, because it is sports-related always. Well, i got to tell you, we've heard Barbara talk about the Red Wings and the Wolverines and the Lions and the Pistons. Well, now we just caught Barbara talking to Jeff Rieger about the Tigers. Let's go to Barbara. Hanging in Roseville, you're on the ticket. Hey, Barbara, how are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> What's going um, on? He's like, Cabrera is great in his days. And I, I love Cabrera Sorry. as a player, but he has nothing to thank. Oh, nothing. I mean, he's like Tiger Woods. Tiger huh? Woods was great in golf, too. 
But the dancers have robbed them. It's so bad, both of them. And, um, yeah, as far as batting, yeah, if they're way behind or way ahead, yeah, you could probably put them in. Okay, okay, I didn't think about that scenario. You want to put them in yeah, in a 10-run game one way or the other? I'm all for it. That's fine. Yeah, but not when it's a close game when we're trying to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I don't agree with your Tiger Woods comparison. Tiger won a major and he wasn't not fat. too long ago. Oh, Rager, right? get back to Barbara. Miggy hasn't been Miggy for quite some time. And yeah, I know the injuries are part of it. But Barbara, if we're being completely honest, I don't know if Miggy has worked hard enough at That's it right. to take it to the next get level. Back to Barbara. I do oh, wonder if, I don't know. If he worked at it oh, Barbara, harder, jump in. if Shut Miggy would be more here. productive right now. Or maybe that's totally unfair for me to Barbara's say. Barbara's going to come blazing. No, no, that's not unfair because he was always overweight. <laughs> so, and he was out of shape My many God. times. And now he's the star at the post-game but buffet. Like I said, it's, um, look, you put him in with a way behind or way ahead, okay. But game on the line, no. Barbara. No, he's automatic out. Automatic out. <laughs> I like yes. the idea. He has the Two, lowest four, eight, five, lowest OPS on the team. I love Barbara. 462. He's batting 183. He's got the fewest total bases. And um, it's a shame because, well, actually, he's playing a lot less now because they're starting to win. And if it has a Barbara's way, you can never start him in the game, right? Because it's a close I'm with game. So he stinks. <laughs> with Barbara's out. But, uh, you know, it's interesting. And we said it here that... When Javi Baez got thrown out for forgetting how many outs there were after jogging on a, what he thought was a home run, they were two and nine that night in Toronto on April thirteenth. Now they're now since then they're six they're sixteen and twelve with a couple of five game winning streaks. And as Scott Harris said, that's what turned it around for us, and it's true. And I, 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 some things I, I really like. I like the fact that they gave Badu a chance to play left field. Hinch Hinch stuck with him. And he's starting to come through. Glad to see that. I don't think Nick Maton's going to make it, but Green is playing well. Torkelson looks like he could be. What about Carps when he's healthy? Carps isn't here, but he could. Eduardo is a star. Eight starts, 157 ERA. I like the way Ibanez is hitting the ball. Have Ibanez you seen him got some. I like Ibanez. Got some pop in his back. Where did he come from? He's like 29. He's got yeah. no history. Really, well, he started for the. He started opening day for the Rangers the year before, I think, in 2021. Hey, what, he throws the barrel of the bat yep. at the ball. This team is a shambles. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good so far. You know, at, at, at this point, they're, they're playing at a, a pace of uh, 75 wins. Uh, 21 games better than last year, so we'll see what happens once um, the trade deadline comes. If, if they're all in, are they going to trade their good players? But I don't think Maton's going to make it. He cannot hit a breaking ball. So. What about Erod? Are they going to have to trade him? Dude, he's a, he's pitching out of his yeah, mind. He's he's got his, his WAR is 2.5, which is the closest to him on the team is 0.8. So he is the star of stars. It's great. They're going to be coming after him, and they're going to have to they're going to have to resign him. Before they, you know, at, at, at the trade <laughs> he deadline. He has an opt-out. Really? They're, they're not going to resign him, are they? Well, I think they, they should, but it's they, isn't a little late for well, that? Well, you can get past the season. They're going to have to compete with everybody else for him. So or he's going to be a free agent after the season, and they, they, trade they can him. do whatever they want. He'll trade him. That's why they'll trade him. I'll tell you what's funny about Otherwise that, that whole thing with Erod is last year he ditches the team mm -hmm. for, what, eight weeks mm -hmm. Uh, because uh, something went wrong in his marriage, and he just well, man, I, I, nobody can get a, I could never get a, a nanny or something to help out. I mean, it, obviously, I can't 
go to my job forever. It's longer than that, though, because I think it was 2020, he got the COVID, and they didn't know if he was ever going to pitch again. He had the my, my, myrokarditis. Yeah. He got that. I said it wrong. But I'm just talking about with the Tigers, though. But, but He signed to a is, pretty damn but, good but deal. But Drew, he, he wanted to pitch. He couldn't for whatever reason. He couldn't He's even call them and tell them, by the way, I'm not coming in. He just ditched I, them, I don't know. and all of a sudden he pitches seven good games and see ya! Bye! Did, 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 did well, you, that's a great deal that was. Did you see on, on Fox Sports Detroit, they, um, Johnny Kane did a thing with the reliever Mason Engler. You can see it. It's called Mindful. This is about mental illness. This is about a guy who was so anxious, he was suicidal. And how he's fought back from that, it's real. And that's happening to Austin Meadows. We don't know what it is, but it, it's uh, the reason I don't... Now, if Austin Meadows comes back and hits I two home runs his first game and says, I'm out of here, <laughs> reason, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I don't buy into what you're saying, because these guys want to play. When they don't play, it hurts their career. So they want to play. But they if gave it, him eight weeks or twelve weeks off last year, and I was like, "Fuck say. you, bye." We can't say what it is. We, I don't know. I, I'm not going to condemn a well, guy that gets to that would level. Would it be nice though if he just said, "You know what? Last year was crazy. I had to leave the team. I couldn't even tell them when I was coming back. I couldn't even. I didn't have time to call even to tell them I wasn't coming." And uh, I really appreciate that they See did you. that. Now I'm pitching well. I'm I'm going to be a tiger for a long time because I love it here. Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, I know that would never happen, but I'm just yeah. saying, wouldn't it be nice? It would be nice. I, I guess somebody's <laughs> got to ask him the question. I mean, he's asking the question. Does he speak Finish English? Here. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know either. And uh, Maybe he is happy here. I don't know. Last thing, which was a sign of the times, Don Denkinger, the ump, yeah. died. Denkinger was the one who called, uh, was it Orta? George Never Brett? Never got over it. It was Orta. He called George Orta, Orta, yeah. He called Orta safe at 85. first. Nice call, Denkinger. He was a great ump, though. He made four World Series. He made all-star games. He cost just couldn't see it. Cost, uh, yeah. Cost, it Braves, cost, was it? It cost the Cardinals. Cardinals. The World Series. They had a one nothing lead in the ninth inning. Uh, Orta got on in the bad call, and eventually Gar- uh, what, what, one of the Orge brothers, Dane Orge, knocked him in. And, and um, it's haunted haunted him for the rest of his so life sad so <laughs> terrible yeah i i hope he got over it i mean is that called denk injuring it <laughs> it was for a year or so incorrect correction <laughs> that's all i got Going down, any other questions no, it's no. <laughs> okay. no i think we covered hey, a lot of ground when we say all day or 24 7 it means something is constant steady reliable even permanent but that's not the case for people who wear glasses or contacts they can't read the clock when they wake up. When they take out their contacts at night, they may not be able to see the case they just put them in. That's why people 45-plus grumble in frustration when they forget their reading glasses, can't read their phone or the menu. Custom LASIK, multifocal LEDs replacement, gives Dr. Yaldo's patients 20-20 and often better, 24-7, 365 at all distances without any annoyance and temporary help that glasses and contacts provide. Surgeries are safe as any type in all of medicine, take very little time. They only cause some brief Mild discomfort, but not pain. So change your life for the better and for good all day long. Call 800-398-EYES for a free evaluation. If LASIK is the answer, say $1,500 off the regular price by simply mentioning this show. Get out of here? Uh, get out of here. Right. Thank you. <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> hey, the weather's flipped. It's time for Zotford's summer savings event. The warm weather brings hot deals and superior savings, making now the best time to take advantage of the deep discounts on the remaining 2022s in stock. Plus, Zod has 0% financing on tons of inventory, including Ford Escape, Edge, Explorer, Expedition, F-150s, and how about this? Zod Ford is also bringing back their much-loved sign-and-drive lease. Yes, the sign-and-drive lease is back. Lease a new 23 Ford Explorer below $450 a month. Sign-and-drive. 
Or lease a new 23 Ford Bronco Sport below $480 a month. How about that? Also sign and drive. Did I say 20, 23 Ford Bronco Sport below $480 a month? Also sign and drive. Finally, lease a new 23 Ford F-150 below $490 a month. And sign and drive. And last but not least... Zot Ford may not have small hands like Brandon, bad hips like Drew, or an insatiable appetite like Trudy, but they do have the military trifecta, which means if you're active military, a veteran, or first responder, Zot says thank you with an additional $1,000 savings. So go check out all the details plus Zot summer savings and incredible inventory at dealsind.com. Were you eating Reese's, Trudy? Yeah, yeah. Did you bring Reese's? No, I got it. Oh, you got it? You stole them out of my freezer? freezer? <laughs> you uh, did? I was looking for ice and you I, had Reese's. There. I didn't even like know I had any Reese's. Girl, you hungry? <laughs> I didn't know I had any, had any left. And I was like, oh, Trudy's eating Reese's. I wonder, <laughs> I should tell her I have some. <laughs> Those are frozen to. Reese's, too. Oh, they're good. They are we're, awesome for we're, we're good. That sounds delicious. Yes. <laughs> Um, when's the last time you checked your home and auto insurance? If you haven't checked in the past year, chances are you're paying too much. If you work with Legacy Partners Insurance, that won't happen because they check, check, check all the time to see if something has come loose for you because they are independent. So they're not married to the rate they have. If they can find you a better one and they're looking always, they'll get it for you. It's a great program. If you haven't called them yet this year, call now and you will end up angry at the people currently holding your insurance. And not only do they do home and auto, they have great life insurance, and they even get you signed up for Medicare, Medicaid. So give them a call today. That might be for your mom or your dad, too, if you're one of our younger listeners. So give them a call today for any instant need at uh, 586-209-4106. That's Legacy Partners, 586-209-4106. And I'll just quickly mention Lady Jane's award-winning haircut experience and automatically enter you to win not one but two vehicles of your choice, courtesy of Les Stanford Buick, GMC of Ferndale. That's right, two cars, one for you and one for your wife, girlfriend, or buddy. Lady Jane's is open seven days a week, walk in anytime. It's wicked awesome. And I noticed when I saw the word Ferndale, it was reminding me that... Berkeley. Ooh. Berkeley? Oh, I thought you were going there. No, sorry. Ferndale. Uh, Ferndale, May, I just got this little... Notice it says May is no mo month. Yeah. And I thought, what, there's no homosexuals allowed in Ferndale? What's the deal? It's actually <laughs> not what mowing meant. your lawn. No yeah. mo. And I'm like, wait, how can, they, how can they have a program called no mo month in Ferndale? I think with the gay populace here, that's offensive to the gay populace to call it no mo month. I mean, you're abbreviating. Some people the, refer the... to homosexuals as mo's. I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's some unflattering. People. I'm just saying some people have said that at time or two, and it's, that's not cool. Some people shorten homo and say mo, and I think it should not be called no mo month. No mo may is what it is. You want you want it to be mowing, or is that a verb you use for homosexual activities? Uh, maybe no cutting the grass in May or something. Oh, yeah, that rolls yeah, right off the top. Have to have a, well, oh, people around are going, hey, it's no mo may. Isn't that cool? Why does it be catching I it was kind of funny. I mean, you be, am I the only one that noticed no mo may in Ferndale, that that was kind of... Am I the only I, one? You know what I never saw? <laughs> yeah, we talked about it off the air. I remember that that usage, but I okay. never I didn't think of it in that context. I, I just thought that it sounded I like. Just, I remember um, 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 some people used to go, "Oh my God, he's a mo." <laughs> people didn't say that when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah Brandon, yeah. he's a mo. Hey, people what? used to say that. <laughs> no, it's true. It is. Yeah. I don't okay. do no homophobic. <laughs> That's right. So now it's no mo may. It makes some some little thought picture in your head. No homo. That guy's a mo. What are you doing? No homo. We going to the movies. That guy's a mo. No homo. What are you going out with him for? He's a mo. No I homo. swear it was commonplace. 
I don't know. Maybe it was so long ago. No I mean, homo. Everybody so where old. you grew up talk like Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> Gacy was from the Chicago area. I know. Gacy said Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> okay, I am, first of all, right off the bat, I am so fucking pissed. Let me start that over. I'm so angry at Jamie Foxx's family <laughs> and Jamie Foxx. When I found out when his daughter, who, by the way, I'm really angry. I've had it with her. Right. I've just had it with his daughter. She comes and says, he was playing pickleball yesterday. He's been in the hospital for weeks. I'm He's like, fine. Oh, thanks for telling us, you idiot. I've been blowing prayers out my ass for your dad. I want a restraining order against all prayers for Jamie Foxx. No <laughs> prayers. And, and in fact, I think there should be a civil suit. And I think somehow those prayers should be rescinded. Uh, uh, rescinded, absolutely. If you rescinded and redirected. I got to tell you, if he's playing redirected. pickleball, I'm going to enter the pickleball league and dominate because he's in a rehab facility in Chicago now. He's not home. She said he was home. He is not home. He's in a rehab. So now she's I'm telling lying? you, if, if I see him and he isn't struggling to walk or talk, I'm going to be, gonna be but, pissed. But man, if you get him on that pickleball court, if he doesn't sound like Dick Clark on New Year's Eve, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> Thank you very much, Drew. He's got a game show already that he's... He Why better he, sound okay, like he, Post Malone, seriously. Hell yeah. <laughs> if he's so fine, then why isn't he hosting his TV show? And why isn't the daughter doing her part? She was a DJ on the show. He can't be that fine, and if he is, that's crap. Why don't you make a video if he's so fine? <laughs> well, yeah. I thought it's been for months or weeks. We thought he was in the hospital. We were told he was in the hospital and prayers. Oh, my God, we need prayers for this guy. Yeah, the, the news story is he, in April, he was moved to a rehab facility in Chicago uh, that specializes in stroke recovery and traumatic yeah. brain injuries. When did they, who said that? TMZ. Today? I had the story. Yeah, I think sometime today. Well, we've been waiting all and this he, time. And, what was and he it? won the pickleball championship in that rehab facility. <laughs> Well, how much rehab does he need if he's playing pickleball? So is he fine or is he not fine? Do I, do I have to start praying for him again if he's in this facility recovering? It's fine. If he's playing pickleball, I don't know if I should be focusing well, on prayers mean. on him. She acted like, would you guys shut up? He's been fine. What are you making a big deal about this for? It's like, oh, excuse me. If you're a fan of Jamie Foxx, you know, you might care about him. I mean, it seems to me they do try to build up your love for stars over time. They do interviews. They promote movies. And we develop this... You know, this kind of uh, relationship where we want to see everything they do and we care about them. And then all of a sudden, we're worried because he's saying, in the hospital and everybody's like, well, you jerk off. He's been playing pickleball. Get off his ass. Are you saying Jamie Foxx owes you? Yes. Yeah, but she also <laughs> owes us an explanation. She also thanked you for your prayers. And I. Not really. She really was kind of. I thought, I thought she, she was speaking right to you. Wasn't she kind of bitchy about it? Well, the, because. Like the media's was... carried away. The media wasn't saying anything. What did the media do? I mean, Here, here's her full statement. Her full statement is, sad to see how the media runs wild. Thank you. My dad has been out of the hospital for weeks. Yeah, so it's no big deal. In a rehab facility. In fact, he was playing pickleball yesterday. But not well. Thanks for everyone's prayers and support. We have an exciting work announcement coming next week, too. No, you don't. No, you don't. So, anyway. Um, I mean, I bet he beat some of those people in rehab, That's though. what I mean. Yeah, he Did, dominates the rehab It's like when I played league. basketball with an eight-year-old. Did, <laughs> Did she announce that he's in a rehab facility? No. No. Okay, so why, do, why are they just being so weird about it? And Friday, when she, when she said this, of course, there were articles everywhere like, oh, what do you know? He's out playing pickleball. Nobody thought he was in a rehab facility. They thought he was just playing pickleball with friends or something. So anyway, I'm reading all these, these comments on the story. One, Jamie's getting the Bobby Christina treatment. 
which was Whitney Houston's kid. Yeah. When I think she died and they didn't seem to want to say anything. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, after a month or no of no real details on what happened and what his condition is, I'm guessing he or his family are afraid he is not insurable for future acting products if he disclosed what happened to him. Uh, I agree with people who think it was a stroke. I think it was a severe stroke, sadly, that took his ability to speak. He may have a side paralyzed result. God be with him. See, everyone just speculates like a maniac. He is not... He is not speaking for himself. That tells you it's extremely serious. The family doesn't know what to say because they're not sure of the outcome. Um, Meanwhile, I saw the MGM ad for him that he's in right before he started. That seems kind of great. That seems a little bogus, too. By the way, I mean, it's really weird. To the idea that he wouldn't be insurable, Bob Odenkirk had a heart attack in the middle of a scene in Better Call Saul and a couple months later was back. Yeah, but DeMar Hamlin had a heart attack, and he's going to play in the NFL. Here's Cole, who says, uh, I'm betting his family is struggling with the end-of-life decisions from a massive stroke <laughs> that most likely put him on life support. I'm hoping for the best, but I fear the worst. Uh, right. Still praying for him. So he's blowing prayers out his ass, too. <laughs> Vaccine injuries are real, folks. That's uh, Larry. Yeah, a lot of people Larry. on the boner line seem to think it's from the clutch up. I do not understand the game that the family is playing. Either tell us what the issue is or keep it to your family. They seem to want coverage when they're saying they want it private. This is a very strange situation, Angel says. It is very strange. Know anybody has been in the hospital for two months and still doing tests at rehab or loony bin? What's either rehab or loony bin? Loony bin. <laughs> Jab God. strikes again, Ms. America says. I'm guessing his condition is far worse than they are letting on. If it's a cardiac event, he'd be out already. He's been in the hospital so long it feels like a stroke. Every stroke is different. He must, his must have been massive. Nobody stays in the hospital this long. Okay. My guess, he's in a coma. Hard to imagine being in the hospital for that long. And the family makes statements, not him. If he's too incapacitated to do so, he's obviously not conscious. Hey, with his daughter's comment, uh, wouldn't you assume that she would show video of him playing yes. pickleball? If yeah. If playing pickleball really well. So give it up, daughter. I hate his daughter. I really am angered her. I'm serious. I want a restraining order against her, against not Jamie. I'm not mad at Jamie, but I want a restraining order against his daughter at least, and maybe a class action restraining order. <laughs> I was reading more about this rehab facility. Apparently, they do like adaptive sports rehab. So that's where he's playing pickleball at. He's just, you know, you're covered. You're going into a rehab. By the way, I hate very pickleball. Misleading. I know uh, it's that's taking the, over and it drives me nuts. The hot thing right now, yeah. but go to hell, pickleball. Hey, pickleball. Suck it. <laughs> or you think it's played out, Trudy? It kind of so played literally out. Sort of came out. on a little too fast. It like, really can't did. we just start hearing about a little bit instead of all at once, everyone? It's, it's, it's people. Eli used to talk about it. Yeah, Eli I used plays. to hear a lot of blue haireds talking about it. It's oh. like people who can't Kids. handle volleyball anymore. Or yeah. tennis, right? Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, or like tennis. tennis. Yeah. yeah. I would dominate. I challenge you, Trudy. Wouldn't all be, right, bring it. Wouldn't it be great to destroy Jamie Foxx and pickleball right now? <laughs> <laughs> that would be Let's go there. Especially Where if you put it? a bet on it. <laughs> Trash. I don't even know if I believe he's playing it. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing some. It's just a. It's a really Weasley statement to say, "Hey, everything's fine. He's out of the hospital." Well, yeah, yeah, ripping but, in the media. The media is just repeating yeah, anything you're, they hear. I, giving no information. Right. And also say something. We're not. We can handle it. By the way, we can take it. We like him a lot. We always have. Now, uh, the, uh, the New York case got interesting uh, with Daniel Penny, who, of course, chokeholded Jordan Neely to death 
Two million dollars has been raised it's for Daniel. To, it's closer to three now. It's like is two it? seven last I looked. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and you know, I, I'm sure some people go, what, three million dollars? Why? Well, because uh, no one buys that this guy just decided to snuff out a Michael Jackson impersonator. And I mean, no one buys that whole statement I just made because, uh, first of all, no one tells you that, for example, he was arrested trying to kidnap a seven-year-old, which he was, or that he was uh, he had a bench warrant because he assaulted a 67-year-old woman. No one tells you that. Just say, oh, my God, he choked a Michael Jackson impersonator to death like but Michael Jackson. He was just doing a moonwalk and got angry because he didn't want to do a moonwalk. But that's what I hate about all of it because they're, they're both kind of wrong. Yeah, I don't think Daniel Penny went to go kill Jordan Neely that day or even really meant to kill him. No, but Al Sharpton... previous arrests don't fucking matter either. It's what happened then, and did Penny choke him too long? Well, was Penny arrested earlier? No, I don't think no, so. No, he I turned himself he in. Yeah, he turned, yeah, on Friday. Oh, I thought you said his previous arrests don't matter. No, Jordan no, Neely's. Jordan. Oh, oh. Unless, unless no. Daniel Penny knew about it. No, but it. no, but it does tell you that he's been known to cause problems. He's been involved in four assaults. Yeah. But we know for One this attempt incident... One attempted kidnapping... We know for this incident, he did, because there's plenty of evidence that, yeah, he was causing trouble. There's a lot of people who are very scared of these people on the subways. It's been a big problem in New York, and people have been throwing people on tracks in front of trains, too. So there's a lot of concern about this, and people were scattering from their seats. So, you know, when Al Sharpton, AOC, and uh, BLM New York just demand he be charged with murder, you know, as if he just went to murder a guy... um, I don't. I know I don't even have to say this, but if this were a uh, black marine who choked a white homeless guy who was nutty on the on the train, would would they really be that upset? I don't. I just don't think so. I think they'd be defending the marine. I Jordan really Neely's that. GoFundMe is only up to one hundred and thirty thousand. So if there's a, a fundraising barometer there, Daniel Penny is. What does he need money? Far for? out earning. Well, <laughs> normally we just see when stuff like this happens, they will flood. The, you know, the yeah, but what does he died. need money for? He's dead. Well, the families get money all the time. For yeah, this I can stuff. tell. I mean, what about George Floyd? You didn't, he had they, a pretty by the big way, one. The family who gets, family? he's getting the hundred and thirty-one thousand dollars had not talked to him in four years. Yeah. So just pointing that out. Um, if this was a white, wacky, homeless Lance Bass impersonator, Justin Timberlake impersonator, <laughs> or something, would people really be? Demanding that the black marine be charged with murder? I mean, I don't think anyone would be doing that. I don't think they'd give a fuck. Nobody probably would be charged with manslaughter. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I mean, it's unfortunate. It sucks all around. I mean, it's and too bad he Penny, couldn't have Penny's just... being charged with manslaughter. He, it's too bad that he couldn't have... If he was in Texas, I bet he wouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean, there's a guy convicted of shooting someone who was pointing an AK-47 at him, and he was found guilty of murder. And Governor Abbott just says, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna pardon him." So I I have a feeling if this type of story happened in Texas, that Governor Abbott would probably pardon this guy. Um, I think there's a lot of people who have a lot of sympathy and think this guy's kind of a hero. and I, I don't think everybody feels he should be charged with manslaughter. I mean, they should investigate it. They've charged him with manslaughter, but I mean, the the, pep, the pressure publicly is pretty immense. But I think it tells you something when there's three million dollars <laughs> raised on his behalf. I, I don't think those are people who think that he's a stupid manslaughterer. I think they think he's was trying to help. He was helping people who were probably scared of him. And, you know, the guy, he did have a bench warrant for assaulting a 67-year-old woman. He should have been arrested. He shouldn't have been there. And then, uh, well, I just mentioned the other guy. Daniel Perry is his name. He killed Garrett Foster in Texas during the summer of 2021 
when the BLM events were going on. And this is when... Daniel you know, Perry and Daniel Penny. <laughs> yeah. If you think about this, um, when this was going, this was such the craziest summer. I can't think of anything, but that, I feel like that year took three years out of me because <laughs> I hated doing the show. I was so sick of just this COVID, 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 COVID. And then, oh, well, BLM people can march because racism is more dangerous than COVID. What? What are, you what are you talking about? You're saying people can't do anything, go anywhere, but you can march for, I mean, it was just so nuts. It was nuts. outside. They didn't want us going outside and gathering. Remember, the people went and what? protested at the- What at, are we talking about? At the state house. And they went, oh my God, look at those people. There's 20 people together. They arrested people for surfing. Uh, it was insane. Anyway, uh, two months after George Floyd's murder, Daniel Perry was driving an Uber when he turned into a BLM protest, he turned down a street that had a BLM protest on it, and he stopped his car. People surrounded it. They start banging on the car, and I mean, it's a we've we saw this a hundred times with people who either cops who were in the middle of BLM protests or regular people. Remember the one lady who drove away, and somebody was on the hood of the car, and they're like, "Find that person!" It was a seventy-year-old woman who was scared shitless. Well, this guy was scared, too, and I think he was concerned when someone approached the car. Well, he's more than concerned. Someone approached the car with an AK-47, and he shot him. In fact, he shot him multiple times and killed him. His name was Garrett Foster. He's 28. And Perry said that Foster raised the AK-47, and he felt he was defending his ground. And that's what Abbott said when he was found guilty of murder. Um, and so he's going to be pardoned, and... He's, well, I mean, just literally just convicted of murder. And Abbott's like, get the fucking stuff on my desk. I want to pardon this guy. And I don't know what else he knows about it that we don't know or if he knows anything we don't know or if he just determined that this is bullshit. But it's amazing how nothing is really a full law anymore. Nothing is. Because, you know, if there's an ice raid, people will tip people off. If, uh, you know, this guy gets murdered and somebody donates a lot or somebody commits a crime, somebody donates a lot of money to the right guy, he can get pardoned or clemency like Kwame Kilpatrick. This guy, the governor, just says, no, nah, it's not a murder, so I'm just going to pardon him. And I mean, it just seems that nothing really is fully a law. Or people say, I'm not uh, going to enforce that mask law. Remember the sheriffs are saying, I'm not going to do that. Fuck that. So it's not really, I mean, it seems like everything is sort of optional. No. No, yeah, absolutely. No a or B. It's binary. It just seemed that <laughs> like, it used like to be laws were genders. laws and laws were laws and laws were laws and you followed them yeah, or you didn't. Been, there's always been there's public always protests. There's always pushback. There's I, I think laws civil used to disobedience. Be, I think rules I think laws used to be followed a lot more. A lot more. I don't think you, like for example, back in the day, people didn't fight with cops all the time. I mean that was pretty rare. No one would defend someone shooting at a cop or fighting with a cop. I mean that was just a you just complied. Uh, but now it's like, well, you don't know the experience of this person. Uh, they may think they're going to be murdered by the policeman. And what this, the delete laws guy, did we played the delete laws guys on the show, didn't we, Brandon? Yeah, yeah, we played part of them, yeah. Yeah, this guy goes to, to scenes where, you know, in the one case, the girl was, she had walked out in a tab, and he goes up with his camera, yeah, I'm here to make sure you don't murder her. And calls her mom. Yeah, I want you to know I'm at the, at the site where your daughter's been arrested, and I'm just here to make sure the officer doesn't murder her. Yeah, please just murder people all the fucking time. I mean, it's just so dumb. Yeah, but that guy is just do, he's doing that for clicks. He's a yeah. disruptive asshole. He is. He actually has fans, believe it or not. Uh, 
who think that, oh, this is great. Somebody's holding the police accountable. Everyone has fans. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's 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 no coincidence it's that Daniel Penny has two three million dollars or two point seven million dollars. It's people they have a way now to sort of say something where normally they feel they can't say anything. Um, I think that's also true of what's going on with Bud Light. I think that's people who felt they couldn't say anything because you know even those female swimmers that were losing to the male swimmer and couldn't change in the locker room with the guy's dick and balls or no they could. But he had to change in the locker room. They didn't want to because they didn't want to see his dick and balls. So they had to change in the bathrooms. And those girls, every time they would say something about it, they would always be quoted anonymously. They so feared the response from the trans community that they would, they would never even be quoted until recently when uh, the, one of the swimmers has gotten out there. And she gets a ton of shit for it. So I think, I think the, um, the Bud Light situation is where a lot of people say... Oh, this is an easy way to say fuck you without saying fuck you. Because I heard a lot of people saying, I don't understand this Bud Light thing. Oh, what do you mean it's being crammed on your throat? Well, they, they, they know what they're doing. I don't think everyone knows what they're doing. But I think a lot of people feel like, yeah, all this stuff, it's, it's very complicated. And, uh, but if I say my opinion on it, I might get a lot of shit for it. And so, therefore, I'll just not drink a Bud Light. And then I'm kind of saying something. I think that's what's happening. I really do. And... Um, just to sort of uh, take it to another level, <laughs> Miller Lite is put out. Well, no, this ad was out a month ago. Uh, can you grab the Miller Lite ad, Brandon? Yeah. This is, I'm convinced this is some super woke marketing person, just like Alyssa, what's her name at Bud Light, is at Miller Lite, and made this ad. And this is the dumbest fucking ad. This is every bit as dumb as giving a can to Dylan Mulvaney, but even dumber. Tell me, they're telling basically the, the Miller Lite audience that, you know what, you're wrong. If you like those women in bikini and the ads and stuff, you were wrong, and we're not doing that anymore. So, so to fuck clarify you. before I play this, what this campaign is, this campaign is asking for your help. If you have any old school bikini pictures or uh, just hot calendars from Bud Light or Miller Lite or Coors, send it to this company uh, specifically for this venture where they'll help women brewers. And here is uh, here, here is last month's Miller Lite commercial that just went viral today. Yeah, because no one paid any attention to it until someone paid attention to it. And now everyone's going to see it. <laughs> no, people may not Here's be buying Miller Lite. Women were among the very <laughs> first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. <gasps> wow. Look at this <laughs> Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. By the way, what she's talking about is shit is all the awesome pictures that I loved about beer growing up. That all beer drinkers love seeing in commercials. <laughs> that all the and cool dudes had in their garages growing up. Yeah, that I'm sure they're all going to collect them and send them in to Miller because they're so embarrassed for them for themselves being stupid beer drinkers who paid attention to uh, catchy marketing with hot women. Again, that's the goal is to send your smut to them so they can help people. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole beer industry's shit. Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this shit and buying it back so that they can turn it into good shit for women brewers. Literally, good shit. How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the bad shit into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. 
That good helps farmers grow quality hops. Which has been donated to women brewers to make their own really good shit. But there's definitely more shit out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite and they'll turn that into good shit too. Look at the virtue oh. signaling. It's embarrassing. So to women. Because without us, there would be no beer. Now, this, this is cooked up in a marketing room with a bunch of people going, you know, let's do something really nice for women because we've really been wrong about putting women in bikinis to get people to drink beer. How rude is that? That's terrible. And the beer drinkers were wrong to like it and drink the beer. That was wrong. So we're going to fix that. We're going to make them drink beers for the right reason because women invented brew. Women invented beer. Did you think it was a good commercial? Um, I don't know why they got to come at people like that. You're going to drink beer if you're going to drink beer. I don't think... You know, but do we really need to clean me? up this horrible marketing of the past? Oh my God, this is horrible what they've done. They've made people drink Bud Light and Miller Light like crazy by using women in bikinis. Is this a guarantee that Miller Light will no longer put out awesome calendars of bikini chicks? What about the great taste, less filling commercial? Wasn't that awesome? Who, who hated that? I, I, I don't know what this has got to be. I want to know who in the marketing room decided that the bad marketing of the past, just like Alyssa said, she said, man, that fratty marketing out of touch that made people, made the number one beer in America. So what if it was fratty? Isn't drinking beer a little fratty? Mm -hmm. I agree. I guess. Yeah, it's a social activity. I mean, don't they like people to drink lots of beer? Yeah. Get a buzz and have fun? Right. Is that, I mean, they're really, they're going for increasing female demographics. Um, you know, uh, well, from that, that I would, it seems to me they're saying, we got to do something for women brewers and we got to stop using Three women cars. to sell beer. This is terrible. We were awarded, first of all, what bullshit. Uh, I don't know who invented beer in Mesopotamia. Okay, maybe it was women brewers. That's fine. But And they reward us by doing what? By putting women in bikinis. <laughs> there were women lined up for those jobs. Fuck yeah, they, they were. They wanted that. They sold a billion copies of that Farrah Fawcett uh, poster. People loved it. I'm not so. Are we supposed shit. to be embarrassed that we liked it? Are we supposed to apologize? Send your old school the smut to me, and I'll put it in the Randy Memorial Pole Barn when I build it. Because I—that's what I want to put in there. Is I love that shit. It reminds me of garages. It's old school beer marketing. I mean, I feel like it's a big fuck you to all the people drinking beer who like those commercials. <laughs> it came like, out a month ago. You were wrong, you asshole. They rewarded women for what they did by enjoying these ads with women in bikinis. I bet. You, oh my God! I bet you it was a. I bet you it was a Bud Light executive who like sent this to the Daily Wire and said, "Hey, explode this because it's been out for a month and no one's talking about it." Well, and sure enough, it goes viral today and people are pissed. It, it, I don't think they're going to be pissed enough to stop drinking like they did Bud Light, though. Really? I mean, if Bud Light and Miller Light are both self-destructive, of course, what, baby. What? <laughs> yeah. That's owned by Miller. Who's the beneficiary oh, of all this? <laughs> Well, uh, no, the reason they do it is because beer markets to younger people, and this is gen. This is response to Gen Z. Okay. Yeah, yeah I guess. Really so was, uh, so was Dylan, fuck you, old so was Dylan Mulvaney. You're right. It was. And it blew up in their face. Gen Z, by the way, doesn't drink beer like the older generation does. They don't? They like their seltzers, their high noons. No, they're famous for not drinking beer. Well, Bud, Bud Light levels. has a bunch of seltzers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they do. But, I mean, we're talking about Bud Light. Bud Light, uh, oh, and we're it. seeing, we're still seeing story. And we just saw Light. a story out of some place in Canada where, uh, where a couple they went, and they purchased Bud Light, they came out of the store, 
And they got like assaulted. They got into a fight with people who were just giving them a hard time. They fought back. Oh, they weren't drinking. Know- they weren't buying Bud Light though. And so the guy said, "Well, what were you buying?" They said, "Well, this beer." And it had a rainbow on it. And so they beat him up anyway. It's, like, oh, it's fucking so rainbow. Fuck I think you. they were looking for someone to beat up no but matter what. To that what. point, I told the story about you know me in the bowling alley. I'm still like I just went to the <laughs> I just went to the store to grab some beer to go drink with my buddies. I just grabbed oh, whatever. I'm going to take this sixer of uh, Bush Light. Whatever. I get there. And even then, they're like, you know, who owns Bushlight Anheuser? And I'm like, come on. I'm well, trying here. That's what this guy said who was up north, and he has some rental uh, cottages it. he was fixing up for the season. And he went to the bar, and he said, they had no Miller Lite. He's like, no Miller Lite? And he said, yeah, we're getting an extra truck a week now of Miller Lite because people are drinking so much Miller Lite, and they're not, not drinking anymore. Bud Light. <laughs> so he said, we're tr- getting another truck. Or we're getting more beer to come in. And then the other one I got was the message from the person who said they were sick of people acting like nobody even understands why they're not drinking Bud Light. And he was explaining that people do understand. And, and actually, you know what, um, just to give a little more people just don't want to, hear it. To, that, uh, to that topic, I got this. This is a link somebody sent me. It was about San Francisco pollsters who've been doing polling data, and they've been burying it. They won't share it, even though their mission statement is to share their polling data and become a more informed America or something. I forgot what exactly what it was. I think I wrote it down somewhere. But anyway, it shows that Americans reject new gender ideology. Um, they reject the merit of puberty blockers for children, young kids. The poll also says gender and sex is assigned at birth, according to most Americans. Americans reject surgery for altering the sex of children. Uh, Change Research buried the poll, told members not to share it, declaring a need for rebranding and education. In other words, the people they polled are wrong, and they need to make them learn to be right and say the other thing before they release the polling results. Americans also reject the idea that gender is not changed by simply self-identification. Americans reject the idea that gender is changed simply by saying, I identify as this gender. They don't. Americans do not on a massive level, it's actually a, uh, I don't know what the pie piece is, 25 or 30% believe that you can just go, I'm a man, and you're a man, and I'm a woman, and you're a woman. Most people do not agree with that. More people on the left agree with that. More people on the right do not agree with it. But generally, more people than not do not agree with it. Uh, the group's mission is to make public opinion research more accessible, although they buried this because they didn't get the answer they wanted. And that's interesting because I think I've asked a few times about, gee, I wonder how people, what, what a poll would show about, for example, this dominant swimmer or this um, somebody won something else, a guy. The bike race. Uh, was it a bike race? That's the most recent they, one that well, I've seen. There's a yeah, and it's a guy on the center. They have a they have and, a tri level. The girl who got third place was pissed. Yeah, she's livid, and she will not look at the winner. <laughs> and I don't know if she was caught or not, but it's funny that this poll says this because it doesn't surprise me at all. But it's interesting that no one says it because I think they're afraid to say it because they think they're going to get you know they think that the woke world is going to come down on them. Even, like I said, those swimmers, they wouldn't say it out loud. They'd say it anonymously. Some of their parents would say it, but anyway. Fuck, Fuck Bud Light. <laughs> Fuck Bud Light! Whoa. Whoa. Uh, I sent out... Dilly dilly. I tweeted this out over the weekend. It is possibly the worst music video ever made. Oh, my God. The worst and the best at the same time. Oh. It's a UK singer by the name of Scylla Black, and Scylla Black was... Uh, she was, I think, one of the first Apple Records 
act, the yeah, Beatles sign. shocked me. She's from Liverpool. Yeah. And Paul wrote a song for her called Step Inside Love that was a hit. It was like a top 10 UK hit. And she was off and running. And she had some hits in the late 60s and the 70s. And then when her music career faded or McCartney stopped giving her songs, one or the other, she became a presenter, which is known as a presenter over there. It's a host here. And so anyway, she's hosting this Christmas special Most for the BBC. Most Christmas ever. And she's singing all night long. And some people are saying that she's using special ed kids. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying what some people are saying. I'm not saying they're special ed. But these kids are dancing. Yeah. And they're, they're circling like living room furniture. And then they dance out the door, which is like, right. what? I know. I know. I, I... First of all, the decor. Oh, never mind. Her singing. And what is she throwing? <laughs> Miss, yeah. Is it glitter? Tinsel? Uh, yeah. It's but... just a horrible version. Maybe we'll put this up on YouTube. I'm not sure this is really... Well, I think a lot of people have already seen it, but everyone needs to see this. Wait till you see. Everyone has a go-to dancer they pick that they watch. I like the kid in the green, green pants. Green pants, kid. He's like three feet tall. What is he doing? He's miming. It's pop lock it, He's trying to pop and lock it. He's yeah. trying to pop and lock. <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> like 1988 or 1995 or something. This other kid is slapping his face and moving his head back and forth. Uh-huh. the robot. And then this kid is a slacker. This kid with the V, the V in his shirt. He does nothing. He just walks around. Uh-huh. And there's a, there's a pre-gay black couple of guys who are like 13. Watch, they're, they start playing handsy in the corner. This is weird. I think they're pre-gay. I seriously do. I think they're both rock hard. <laughs> this is bizarre. That's is that weird. Jimmy Walker? Yeah, it looks like him. It does look like Jimmy Walker. Now that guy's getting a little carried away doing a moonwalk. Do the moonwalk scar move towards that other guy's penis. <laughs> I mean, seriously, he was. He was bagging his butt in. Look at these dudes, the two black guys back there. What? Something's up there. And here's the guy in the green doing that, that weird dance. That guy this guy pulling, sucks. pulling the rope. <laughs> they are the worst dancing kids I've ever seen. And then they dance out the door, which some people are calling a dance exit. But yep. the song's called All Night Long, so... It's like nobody, nobody practiced their choreography for this. There is just a guy slapping his face back and forth. <laughs> okay, and she opens the door and she hands them a party favor on their way out. It's like, no, they're dancing all night long, lady. Now get out. This is pretty oh, much the worst long. video ever made. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Brandon, what's it called? What's oh. the title? Um, let's see. I don't know. Shane so, Reaction is the person that put out the tweet. It at I am, I'm Shane Reaction. I am Shane, S-H-A-N-E-R-E-A-C-I-O-N. Or it's on my Twitter. It's or I'll like put the, it on YouTube. I'll have Jim put it up there. What is she, first of all, what is she wearing? Her is voice she? is terrible. I don't know. Nobody I, in that, that group in that horribly weird um, living room why is had she any choreography. Why is she singing? Yeah. It's just, what the, all night long, is that something people sing at Christmas time? And then, and then she just, she turns <laughs> so. all of those children out into the night. <laughs> yeah, their dance exit. Like, see ya. And they dance out the door. It's just so. So awkward. I don't know, somebody said, it's funny. I love person, how pissed you are at the continuity of it. All night long, and yet she's kicking them out. That's, that's my favorite part. How ang- people, angry you are about that. People were livid about that aspect. It's really but some someone said, wait, what did they say? You like doing dancing on the ceiling, and they're not on the ceiling. Well, that would help if they were on the ceiling. It would be more credible. Anyway, uh, 
Someone sent to me and said, um, I think these kids are sped. And I was like, what's sped? Special, what yeah. I know, I, I figured it out, but I was like, is that a term, sped? Hey, those are sped kids. Was that, uh, was that something people said? Yeah. I mean, I remember, oh, that guy's a mo. Don't go out with him. <laughs> but I don't remember same, saying. Same group that hey, used. Those guys are sped. The same group that they used that also said sped. Have you seen Champions, by the way? Just got released. Do, does no one know anyone that used to call people Moes? No, I've never. I do. No. I, do. Really? I do. You did. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. No, it was like I'll a. I, and I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not embarrassed about it. It wasn't wrong. It was but me. People did. I think I may have used the term, but I don't think I was. As, I just remember one guy would always go, "Oh, he's a mo," and it was just a way of saying you didn't like someone really as much as anything because we didn't really know gay things existed. We didn't really have no gay kids. No one was out of the closet. No one identified as gay. Didn't even know that existed. <laughs> but people would definitely say, yeah, you might want to pick on that left cornerback there. He's a mo. It's just I didn't a way even know of that existed. Ragging on people. So um, in the true crime category over the weekend, there were a couple of interesting, very interesting things. Uh, one, Lori Vallow was found guilty of murdering both kids and Chad Daybell's wife, which I don't know how they convicted her of that. that these were kind of tricky. And fortunately, they did find a Lori Vallow hair on the duct tape that was around the mouth of her child, uh, Ty oh, JJ, the small child. The other child was burned beyond recognition. She had been strangled to death. Oh. JJ suffocated. Oh, JJ was uh, wrapped in something and had duct tape wrapped around his head. Nice and, mother. Yeah, it's it's absolutely incredible. And she is... I saw... Did you see video of her at all? Yeah. Well, yeah. Is she the freakiest looking yeah, person? She's fucking nuts. Yeah. She is, she's, she is really... She's a murderer. She's a scary... Wild, crazy, narcissist, psycho murderer. She is. She is dangerous as fuck. She murdered her husband previously. So she did these things before she met him, and then when she met him, they just combined. No, I think the no. kids were killed in conjunction with Chad, and he killed his wife and married Lori two weeks after he murdered his wife. Well, what about her brother and her former her husband? Brother, and all that? She talked her brother into shooting her husband. Oh. She had her husband murdered. She had another person shot at. Earlier, now they didn't hit the person, and they kind of took it as, Ooh, "What's this?" And they thought it was they blamed it on Alex Cox, her brother. But she had a grudge against the person that was shot at, and I believe there was another incident with another previous husband too. Wacko, the, psycho, cray cray. The fourth husband that was killed though by her brother, mm -hmm. she thought she was the beneficiary in his life insurance, oh. and he had changed it, oh, so and always oh, she pissed. Oh, boy, she was mad. She was calling the insurance company like, this has got to be a mistake. And this is like, you know, two days after he's dead, which is what all sociopaths do. They don't realize it. Well, I should probably wait for a couple weeks before I call for the life insurance. And um, she also, uh, she never reported her kids missing. She told people to pretend they had her kids when they didn't have her kids. She got angry at the one woman and said, why didn't you tell the police that you had my kids? Because I don't have your kids. Why are you telling me to tell them I have your kids? You don't need to know that. But the kids are fine. They're safe. So she never reported them missing. Then she was cashing their survivor's benefits checks. Both of them had different fathers that were dead. She was cashing. They had both had survivor's benefits that she had gotten for both children. She continued to cash them when they were dead. They found out they died October 19th and 20th, I think. She cashed the checks until she was arrested. And also... 
the freakiest thing of all with Lori Vallow, not just seeing her in court where she's smiling, laughing, chuckling, completely unaffected, and just making, honestly, she her face is scary to me, isn't it? Isn't she freaky looking? Well, her mugshot's a little softened now because she has, um, what is it, pigtails in? So that's cute. Her new All I know shot. is I see she looks like she's aged 20 years. Oh, since no she one's was gone from hot to gross faster, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, this she is was what, hot when she was this on. This is what being jailed does to you. This is why I don't want all women jailed for 60 days and I want to see them when they get out. <laughs> Immediately. I'll check you back in. It's going to be you, your reality you show. <laughs> It's I'm pretty sorry. mean. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, and she's got some gray too. I think she had some dye in prison somehow. Yeah. But contraband? Toilet yeah. dye. They get dye in there. Look at oh, look at these pictures. These these last pictures. That one. Oh God, look at her. She looks like the wicked witch of the West. Oh boy. The one you just had up, Brandon, previously to the one you have up there now. That one. Oh God, does she look scary? Wow. Harsh. Whoa. Oh man, those wrinkles are really settling in, aren't they? Ooh, look at that. Look how bumpy her face is. Jeez. Yeah, she, what's going on with her? No makeup and... <laughs> all those zombies. Oh, you're right. Around. There's no makeup on that face. Yeah. Did you ever do mugshot, Brandon? Part of my 60-day plan. <laughs> she, also, she also looks like her lips are, like, really thin. Yeah, they're really thin. Yeah. Oh, is that weird? Here's her new mugshot. I know you'll love this one. She's oh, smiling. adorable. She's smiling. Oh, she looks like She's got shit. pigtail braids. She looks like shit. You look like shit. Just look at the crazy eyes. She's got yeah. the crazy eyes. Oh, and she's smiling. Oh, is she weird? Yeah. What's up with the load, uh, Chad? Chad's, Chad's going. Too. He's going. On, no, he's going trial next. That's what I thought. When oh. when does that start? Uh, I think it's in another six eight weeks or something. Are you surprised one of them didn't flip on the other? Yeah. Her lawyers did flip on Chad in the closing statement. Oh, really? Yeah, they did. It's all his fault. Which was against her will, I guess. I don't prosecutor, know. Though, that. that prosecutor is pretty good. That opening line, it's all about uh, sex, power, and money. Yeah. It's not about God. It is about money. Fuck out of here. Yeah. She wanted that life insurance on her fourth husband. She wanted life insurance on an earlier husband. She, um, she was cashing those survivor's checks. And also, uh, Chad convinced her... I guess, and she did repeat this to people, and it was in her text messages, that she was a sexual goddess. He thought she was such a sexual oh, goddess. I mean, she Have you read anything. any of the text messages between them? She would do anything. I've read some of them, yeah. Do you have some good ones? No, put it, I, I, put it I, anywhere. I can't follow it because they keep giving different names to people. I know, it's, it's really weird. It's, it's really freaky. impossible to follow. She also, if you remember, she was trying to be Mrs. Arizona. And those gross pictures. She thinks she's so Slut. hot. She's actually semi hot then. She she's, looked pretty good then. Yeah, she looked pretty she looked good. She great in Hawaii with Chad. I still think being Mrs. Michigan, Mrs. Arizona, it's weird. weird. I don't get it. But yeah, the most damning thing of all, by far, was the, the Hawaii pictures mm-hmm. of them just married. Just murder our kids. We just murder our kids and we're just married. <laughs> He just murdered his wife. I just murdered my kids, and we're just married. Oh my God, we're so happy! And they have a photographer, and they're all dressed in white, and they think they're so you hot. You dumb whore! That fucking Chad Daybell thinks he's hot, and he's not. Ugh. You were never hot, Chad Daybell. Never. <laughs> Nobody wanted to fuck you until you made up these stories. <laughs> it's true. He made up these crazy sci-fi stories and sold these books. He really did sell books, I guess. Just like L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, and I'm amazed 
I, aren't you surprised Lori Vallow would even fuck that guy? No, she's an idiot. All right, what does he look like now? I gotta look at well, him. Uh, fat. I think, okay, he's it, just picture ugly. a load. He's and ugly. Then put a face on it. <laughs> like um, like a turd. Put a it's face a on load it. Of shit, a he, sack of shit with he, a face on it. He is. He is a sack of shit. He's stupid looking. He is a load. That's a great description. Uh-huh. But a load with a really dumb head on it. Basically, Jamie Foxx <laughs> oh, yeah, could beat yeah, him yeah. at pickleball right now. That's how much of a load he is. <laughs> <laughs> just thick. Oh yeah. Oh wow. He yeah. like yeah. He just, he doesn't like, he just, it's, he screams loser, doesn't he? <laughs> he does have that look where he looks like someone's thumb and they drew like a face on it or something. That's the shape of his head. And those Hawaii pictures, can you bring up her Hawaii pictures, Brandon? They no. both think no, they're hot. No, don't, because she looks good there. He, he no, doesn't. I don't care. Really? They both think they're hot. That's what I think is fascinating about it. He has just murdered his wife. Just murdered her 14 days ago. Look at him playing the playing the ukulele, which he can't play. Can't play a fucking uke. And they've got the lays on it. Oh, they're so happy. And they've hired a photographer to capture this incredible woman. Remember when we got married 14 days after you killed your wife? Oh, my God. Let's get the pictures out. <laughs> they have just they married just, and just murdered on the just, back of the exactly. car. Exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so freaky, isn't it? Wow. Look at those pictures. Oh, we're looking, staring oh. into each other's eyes. Oh, you're such a sexual goddess. Oh, my God. Well, probably to him because he's mean. never been laid before. Oh, no, no he oh. never. That's the best piece of ass he ever had. Yeah, By a mile. By a mile. You guys know they fucked like crazy because, hey, they just got away with murder. Now they're yeah. married. No, they were really excited. I always think of that. Remember when they got busted by the um, ABC News crew? Or the oh, that was great. You know that that reporter's probably rock hard still because he got the exclusive. That was a big scoop. Them. It was yeah. huge. It was a local guy, and and he and everybody picked it up. Yeah. And he followed them around those storage areas where they were th- they were throwing out all yeah. those bicycles and tricycles great. and oh, they're all the kids' toys. Yes, <laughs> oh exactly. God. And and he's going. Everyone's praying for your kids. Do you know where they are? And she's like, no comment. I mean, no comment. You're not going to thank people for wanting to find your kids. You're not interested in finding. She had no interest, none. No, it was they weird. Were dead. She didn't she, want anybody. To find she them. thought everyone's just going to forget. Sure. Mm-hmm. Ah. That was. What, did anything ever happen with my law that I wanted? That the the law that you have to know where your minor kids are at all right. times, That's, or you go to jail. I failed in committee. Is that the Lori Vape? If you have a minor child and you don't know where they are, you go to jail. I don't know where my kids are right now. (laughs) Yes, you can find out. If you can't find out within a day where your kids are and produce them, then you go to jail. That's a good idea. That's one day. That's being liberal, in my opinion. That's very liberal. I'd wait till, like, you know, the last hour. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to procrastinate? Oh, shit. I got to find out where they are. (laughs) Um, The other great true crime story I read today was about a guy named. William Arnold, and this is a really weird names. story. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I, I've read this story before, but I had not. He was 16 in 1958. He had a girlfriend, and he was really excited because he was kind of a, a little bit of a weird kid. So he has two first names. So he wants to take his girlfriend to see a drive-in movie, called the Un, a movie called The Undead. Mm-hmm. This is 1958. He was born in 1942, so I don't know. The Undead must have been a scary movie at the time. He wanted to... Sure thought he could get an H.J. at the drive-in or something. And he was so angry 
because his parents would not give him the family car to go to this movie, he murdered them both. Whoa! And really? buried them in the backyard. That's very short-sighted. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty <laughs> impulsive on his part, I would say. What if the movie sucked too? <laughs> oh, I murdered him for that. Well, I think he got to go because he had to dig holes in the backyard all night. Ever? Well, that's, that's even dumber then. Yeah, it didn't work out very well. So <laughs> he um, he continued to go to school and said, "Yeah, my parents are on a trip. Uh, you know, they'll be back in a while." I guess. Good move. It's crazy, and. The parents, two weeks later, people go, well, what kind of trip are they on? And police start talking to him, and eventually he confesses, and he's arrested. Oh, easy. And it was such a, it was so impulsive. It really freaked people out at the time, because this is in a day, 1958, when people didn't just kill people all the time. And unlike today, when people just kill people all the time mm. for no reason and shoot tons of random people they don't even know, people didn't even kill their parents back then. I mean, what a bunch of squares people were. <laughs> but anyway, he did. He was, a, he was a trailblazer. He killed his parents, shocked the world, and he's jailed for two life sentences, even though he's only 16 when this happens. So anyway, in 1967, he's 25 years old. He's been in prison almost 10 years. And he's become an accomplished musician in prison. And so he's in the prison music room all the time. And what? Oh, there's a Hinkley thing coming up. Oh, no, 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 No? not like that. Well, it's a little different. Anyway, uh, they said that he really was taking a lot of courses. He was doing well, et cetera, et cetera. And so they they felt good about him, except then one night uh, he and another inmate by the name of James Harding created these masks that they put in the bed on the pillows, and they looked very real, I guess. In the oh, in the art room, yeah. and so they escaped through the music room window, yeah. and they got to Chicago on a bus from Nebraska. See ya. And then they split up because they figured we're better off split up. They're going to look for two of us. James Harding was captured in one year, but William Arnold got married within three months. Oh, all right. And had a baby and moved to Miami. What name was he going by? Arnold Williams? No, uh, Johnny Damon, right? Yeah, he was going Johnny by... Damon. Johnny Damon? No, not Whoa. Johnny Damon. He played Damon. for the Red John Sox? John Damon. Oh. Don't get confused with this embarrassing detail. <laughs> John Damon. And uh, he has a child, and he's in Miami, and then they move to California, and in 1978, they divorce. Now, he is claiming at this point that he's an orphan... Uh-huh. That he was an orphan child, whatever, I guess people asked or didn't ask about that. Probably not a lot. But from California, I think he's feeling like... Got away with it? Not really, not quite. And I think he has bouts of feeling that they're still after him or they're going to find him. So he moves to um, New Zealand oh. from California, which was a, probably a good choice. Good move. And then from New Zealand, he moves to Australia, just in case Goodbye, anybody... Mate. Has tracked anybody tracks him leaving the country, then at least he's in another country, so it's going to take him a little while longer. He settles into a sales job, does fairly well, gets married, hey. has another child, All right. and uh, he lives till 2010. Well done. All right. Well, meanwhile, this, yeah, life Let's will live. Shrimp on the barbie. He made one little mistake when he what? was 16, and then he lived a pretty good life will live. I mean, for he did reform himself. 51 years. Yeah, he performed himself on his own. Did you ever see that movie? What movie? The, the one un- he killed his parents undead? over. Oh, The Undead. I don't th- I don't know if he saw it or not. They did not <laughs> mention that like in the story. like once a year, every year. <laughs> no one got to interview him because no one ever found him until he had been dead for 10 years. This cold case keeps what? getting passed along and passed along and passed along. And finally, this guy passes along in 2020 and says, I, I hate to do this to you. Good luck with this. You're not going to find this guy. And so the guy's like, oh, I might just find this guy. This is a pretty interesting case. He had no idea. In fact, a lot of people had never heard of this case. And 
he starts checking DNA, and he's informed that there is a match. And, you know, these DNA sites, like uh, these genealogy sites, mm -hmm. they will not give up DNA. They will, they will tell you, I guess, sometimes there's a match, but they won't tell you who it is unless they get the person's permission. Yeah, they don't want to hurt their own business. Yeah, and I think you have to get a, some sort of court Warren junction to yeah. get even in there, but they get a match on the DNA. So it turns out it's a Chicago man who's looking for his biological father, John Damon. And uh, the son tells the, uh, the officer that, uh, yeah, his name was John Damon. I was trying to get uh, health history and stuff, and he was an orphan, so I really wasn't able to get much information. He says, well... He was an orphan because he killed his parents. That's why he was an orphan. I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings, but that's the fact. He was a self-made orphan. So they determined that uh, yeah. <laughs> that uh, he was married in Australia with his second wife and his second child when he died in 2010. Well, so. dig him up and send him back. I know. You should dig him up. What do you dig look like when, uh, with him. when they... Uh, I saw some of the. He looks the like a wiener. Staged. Yeah, he did. He does look like. I don't a, have a lot of older photos of him. Well, he probably a picture of his... him in the prison band, though. That's pretty cool. He's playing the saxophone. He looks pretty normal, really, doesn't he? He's, He's a scrawny little, fairly turd, normal though. kid, and there he is as an adult. He looks. I mean, I would not suspect that guy killed there. his parents. <laughs> I don't what, think. That little wiener? I mean, like the guy in the upper left. That he looks like a normal adult, doesn't he? Yeah, sure. That guy looks like a cheesy salesman. He's got a <laughs> check jacket. Every picture looks like salesman. Yeah, and there he is, obviously, at the towards the end of his life. I got like away a, with it. Yeah. Oh. I know. How weird. I wonder how peaceful his you know, last 20 probably, years were. If he really him. felt comfortable, like nobody's ever going to get me, yeah, or if he was still looking climate. over his shoulder. Sure. Most people say when they get caught, it's like, I knew this was coming. I, you know, they don't really put up much of a fight. Right. Feel kind yeah. of lucky, I guess, to have gotten away with what they want. Um, God, there was a fucked up story last night on, what was this called? Was it called, uh, I know Vengeance is in the title of the show. It's an ID show. And about this guy who was living happily married with this woman he met in high school. And she had gone with him down to Carbondale, Illinois. And he'd gone through a uh, master's and I think he got his PhD in chemistry. He was a smart guy. And he started, uh, and I thought it was weird. I thought, why wouldn't he go into chemistry somehow? But he didn't. He went into building homes, and he built all these properties, and then he would rent them out. Hmm. And he built out a whole series of rental properties. And he and his wife, his wife was great because she would clean the places. She did all the bookwork. He would do all the repairs. And um, anyway, they were very wealthy and very happy. And then uh, he got a little distant at one point. It turned out that mm, he's fallen in love with one of the renters. Hmm. Someone 22 years younger. Oh, jeez. Who looked pretty hot in the pictures I saw. In fact, I meant to look her up last night. What the fuck was her name? <laughs> um, yeah, he, he was uh, he was probably uh, 60. I don't know. He's probably like 60 and she was 38 or something like that. What? She, she was pretty, pretty Did cute. Did he install cameras then? Install cameras in the rental properties? Yeah. No, I don't oh. believe he did. What? But uh, anyway. An opportunity. Yeah. He... Uh, they're married for a while, and she keeps wanting... She she has a prenup, so she's fucked. All the houses are his and will never be hers. Everything he brought to the marriage was his. And he was getting older, and he was really starting to slough off on the business, and some of the houses were, were not in great shape anymore, and the rents weren't really pouring in. And so she was angry because, I need more money. She liked to spend money. Uh -huh. She wasn't didn't turn into the 
really, I guess the, the later years were not that wealthy as they had been when she first met him and married him. She had bought lots of clothes and had fun and did what they wanted. And she just, this wasn't the life I wanted. And you're just an old man now. <laughs> so she starts fucking all the repair guys. Oh. She has multiple affairs with the repair guys, or with the repair guys. And then one repair guy, she talks into killing him. Multiple repair guys. It's always the hand. Yeah, man. that's what they we said. We need more. We need more repairmen in here. And the guy, uh, so she talks this one guy into killing him, and he comes over and he's like, I can't do it, I can't. And so she tells her husband, you know what, he's been stealing from us for years now. You know, you've got to do something about it. You need to fire him right now. And so oh, he fires him, and it makes the guy mad. The guy strangles him to death. Oh, wow. And then he helps him, uh, helps her move him to one of the rental properties. And then, then the cops start sniffing around. They're, they're like, we're going to search all these rental properties. We're going to find him, goddammit. So she's like, we got to go pick him up and bring him back here. So they bring him back, and they take a chainsaw and they cut him up into little pieces and they put him in a barrel in the back and they burn him till he's almost nothing except a little piece of bone they found because the uh she got in a fight with her handyman killer her her yeah the co-killer yeah and she calls the cops says yeah this handyman has he broke into my house and uh, he's now good and so the, the cops call the, go to arrest him and he says um he says, well, okay, I'll, I'll pay bond or whatever, pays bond. And then he calls her and says, if you don't, um, actually tells the police, he goes, well, you don't understand. She killed her husband. You know what her husband's doing? She killed him. So don't <laughs> fuck with me. Don't worry about me breaking anything. Go deal with her. <laughs> and so the police said, okay, wait, wait, you got to call her and we got to get her on the phone saying she killed him. And he's like, uh, well, let me do this. How about if I call her and tell her to get the charges removed or I'll tell them, tell you guys she killed and then you'll know. And so she, he does. That's he calls a good her move. and says, says Tell the police that I did not break in immediately. So she does. She calls the police. I didn't break in. It's crazy. I just made it up. (laughs) So they're like, okay, this sounds pretty good. So then they get him on the phone. She won't fully confess. She just says enough things to make it really interesting, but she's kind of talking in code. So eventually they they, call doing a Dahmer. (laughs) They search the place and they find um, blood on his van, which the handyman said that he had driven it to a mall in Paducah. And they found them all. He drove all the way from Carbondale to Paducah and dumped the van and then tells the cops where it is. They find it. There's wow. blood in various places in the van, and it's his blood, and they find the DNA and so on and so And then the bones in the barrel where they burned it, and they both got convicted, and she got 20 years, and he got 25. And she In his Aerosmith van. She was really pissed because she said, he, he killed him. I didn't kill him. He <laughs> killed him. He strangled him. I just cut him up. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Yeah. Did you see uh, Barry Morphew on GMA this morning? I did. What a fuck. I can't, this guy might get away with murder. I know. He I, so did it. I think he did, too. And seriously, as you shall have thought, his daughter, daughters are smoking hot. They are hot. Well, the mom was beautiful. The mom was beautiful. She now, I don't know. This is a guy in Colorado who, on Mother's Day, of all things. Three years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. She went for a bike ride, bike. allegedly, and she never came home. Yeah. But there is... So much evidence that they were in a huge fight. They were going through a divorce, and there's all this GPS where their phones come together. Their phones, and, <laughs> yeah. and then you he's know. the king of bad lies because the GPS around the house. He's like, I was, uh, I was uh, shooting chipmunks in the house or around the house. That's why he was bouncing around the house. Well, the theory is that he 
what shot her with a tranquilizer dart. Yeah, and was kind of chasing her so she couldn't call nine one one. Yeah, he was chasing her around the house, house yeah. outside, and they could see the phones moving in this weird Together. manner. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But and he was shooting chipmunks, and apparently oh, she was following him. Yeah, sure. She was just running circles around the house when he was. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> the chipmunks are taking over the house. So. It seemed that yep. she had never really left the house. No, he also got busted, too, because his car, you know, could tell how many times his door opened and closed. Oh, yeah, that was so interesting. Opened and closed like seven times in an hour span, and then they know what time the, the car left because he was going to a job site or something, but it, there was a slight detour, and like, uh, yeah, a detour, and he goes, I uh, saw a herd of elk, and I wanted to go collect <laughs> antlers. <laughs> It was the worst bullshit. Like, there's no elk there that time of year, you asshole. Exactly. Like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought I saw some. They don't shed their antlers, then you idiot. But yet they are. Yeah, I mean it's a lie, Trudy. He had to make up for his detour. So now he is suing them (laughs) for wrongful arrest or something. Yes. Yeah, for fifteen million dollars, and he. I thought he talked a pretty good game on GMA, but it wasn't that good. I'll tell you who my GMA hero is, that eight-year-old that got lost in the UP. Brandon, can you go to GMA from last Thursday? It might be Wednesday, actually. It's queued up. He's your hero, that kid? <laughs> he was really funny on GMA. Was he? I didn't he see was. him. Yeah. Uh, what go about to Dylan Reeves? Go to GMA from, it's going to be Wednesday, actually. It was not Thursday, because we, we did a show Thursday, and we. it was on Wednesday, though. I think I've got it queued into it. Is that Wednesday? Wednesday was the 10th. Hold on a second. Yeah, I was going to say, it's weird, because they do two hours on Saturday, and they split them up for some reason. Huh. Yeah, um, so there it is. That's probably it, because cute, it looks like. GMA's been on fire, too, because they also had the mom of the shooter, the six-year-old shooter that shot the teacher. Yeah, I heard about that. I didn't see Holy it. Holy cow. What a nut. I don't want that six-year-old ever to get out, by the way. He sounds like trouble. Oh, yeah, he's bad news. He's totally bad news. Yeah, did did you know so that? so evil at that age. She said he had, this is the six-year-old. See that, that one, that one right there? It looks like it's queued in, isn't it? Am I crazy? Let's see if this is it. Yeah, that's it. Grader. Just yeah. think about how young that is. He was alone in the remote woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula for two nights. First responders from Michigan and Wisconsin searching for the young boy, finding him, and amazed that he was in Kid good spirits. He's going to live the rest of his health. life out there. He goes, I thought it was going to be the rest of my life. Like it was going to be eight years. <laughs> boy who spent two full days alone in a Michigan State Park, sharing how he survived. I prayed for being found and not stuck out here for the rest of my life. Aww. This past weekend, Nancy Nimi was camping with his grandpa and his three uncles. Been three days going to get firewood. He doesn't know that. So my uncle, she said to go back to camp, and I couldn't say. Um, I don't know why the way back to camp because he already turned around and left. Oh, I was pause to it! Go pause it! Got ditched. Arrest that fucking uncle right now. That's Hi. such bullshit. Yeah, we're out looking for a firewood. Yeah, go back to camp. What about that? No, there's nobody there. Just go back by yourself. You're eight. You can find the way. I don't really know the way. Just go back there. Get the fuck out of here. See ya. He's already gone. It's like the, the beginning the, of Joe Dirt. What the fuck is that? And I think he told <laughs> the kid to go back diagonally. Just go back diagonally. That way you don't have to go all the way around. Diagonally? You no, know, and the kid's like totally lost. And how far away could this kid get? I think the uncle fucked this kid. <laughs> I really, I think something Agreed. is weird with the uncle. I don't know. I think you screwed him over at a minimum. <laughs> and I ended up by like a river and it wasn't even any close to 
um, the part where we first went up. He fucked up. Nancy quickly realizing oh, he look was at that lost. Picture. He's so when cute. the group got he back is. to the campsite, <laughs> they discovered he wasn't there. Oh. They took some time to search for him. Don't send them back alone. Couldn't find him. They decided they yeah. needed to give up and call for help. That uh, call setting off a frantic search. The Porcupine Mountains Wilderness State Park, some 60,000 acres, Jesus. almost 300 people helping. How far can this get? It's hilly, um, rough terrain, and this time of year with snow melt and the rain that we've had, uh, there was a lot of standing water and the rivers were very high. Yeah, I was worried about the cold, but, and that he was by himself in the dark. Everybody was crying. You know, we were hoping that he wasn't walking around at night and hunkered down. Nancy saying he tried to think about positive things to avoid letting the fear take over. And when he did get hungry, I just ate snow because I usually do it in the winter. <laughs> the first morning he woke up to some hope, a chopper hovering over him. I was waving my hands in the air and yelling at them to get their attention. I saw their helmet poke out, out of the prices, side of the, the helicopter. <laughs> Sleeping a second night under some branches, he woke up to some noise. I heard people yelling my name, and I saw a lime green thing hanging. Hey, there he is. And I, then I saw somebody. I ran straight to them. Part of his rescue seen here in this video. Where was your mother? Nancy quickly reunited with his family and with food. Hey. I ate a cliff bar and a... Cream oatmeal sandwich. It tasted good. <laughs> As for if we go camping again, I want one. Yeah, I'm still gonna go camping. No, no, you're not. No. You're not allowed. No more camping for you. Better preparation next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jabba, just leave the uncle at home. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Can I ask some that pic, that last picture with the state troopers, the Michigan state troopers? Is he wearing a T-shirt with his own picture of him being rescued? <laughs> oh, Somebody made a T-shirt. It's a little ego. Egocentric, isn't it? Did you guys, did you see it, Brandon? That shirt right there. What's that shirt he's wearing? Is that a picture of him being rescued? Oh that, my God. that shirt or that shirt? That shirt right there. Who makes a T-shirt <laughs> on the spot of your? What is that of? Oh my. Well, whatever God. is the kid wants, he just says it. it so <laughs> he probably said, "I want a shirt with me being rescued on it." <laughs> That's cool. Let's be. Doesn't it? Feel bad for that uncle, man. A more scrutiny of the uncle. Plus, the uncle gets put. He just. be awkward. Put on blast on. GMA. Yeah, it's gonna be. He's gonna. He's gonna have to buy that kid the best Christmas gift for the rest of his life. When he said he wanted to go camping again, the uncle goes, "Yeah, we with a little more preparation." No, how about with you not telling him to go back to camp all by himself? You dumb yeah. fuck. Think that's not preparation. The kid was perfectly prepared. Is that, is that his uncle? No, that's. I think that's the guy that found him. That's oh. carrying him. Oh, that's that uncle's probably go. He's fine though. He's probably built some character. Wonder how many dentists called the family to say you could do some braces on that kid when he's ready. Oh no! Got a few, he's couple adorable. issues down there. He's so cute. He's probably still his baby teeth. He's gonna have some expensive dental care. I'm saying, I'm What's judging. The, did you guys hear about the story in Alpena of the little girl who was out mushroom hunting and some creep grabs her? What? No. And oh, she. Oh yes. Stories. And her brother had a slingshot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of like fights off the dude, which you know, kudos. And then her brother just nails this dude like in the forehead. In the yeah, with a slingshot. Uh, like a couple times, multiple Martin times, Simpson. I think. Yep. And then, and then the dude runs away, and and cops are like, "Oh, that's him," because he's got this mark on his forehead. Ah! It's like, it's like he was going to do some bodily harm. <laughs> Sleep bed. He wanted to fucking crush that kid when he got I hit know. by that, that rock. Oh, nice God. reflexes.
Kid dodge a slingshot from here. I know. Uh, well, a kid must be good at it, though, and he probably got disciplined. Or 13, right? I don't want you using that slingshot. To Not anymore. Now he's going to be a slingshot expert. Three hero kids, which is uh, Dylan Reeves, who got the key to the city of Warren. Oh, uh, that dude, yeah. From uh, Mayor Fouts for jumping in when the bus driver passed out. He was on CBS. Oh. He was on the, the old man show. Of, yeah. of how calm he was? He's just like, yeah. pretty cool. Uh, here, I feel like he's driven a like, bus before. I feel like that, too. By the way, I saw Fouts honoring the 100-year-old one of the first African-American Marines. I'm like, is Fouts really the guy who should be giving him the honor? <laughs> oh, that's so improper. The guy says, chimpanzee. Chimpanzees. Uh-huh. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. I anyway, they had a they had a big police parade for the guy in the town. It was funny because uh, <laughs> all these police cars, but of course there's no one by the side of the road because uh-huh. no one knows it's his birthday. Oh. But they wanted to make a big deal out of it. So anyway, oh, he dug that's, it. That's cool. He was into it. Yeah. Uh, best part about preparing for your financial future is that it involves dollar signs, commas, and decimal points. No semicolons. Uh, what kind of pretentious person uses semicolons, Eli. by the way? Or words like pretentious. <laughs> if you uh, have questions about your financial future or you're wondering whether you'll be able to reach your goals, call Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748. That's 248-663-4748. He promises never to use punctuation correctly, but he's sure good at math. Especially when it means your future. So um, that's Luke Nowacki. Give him a call. Securities Investments Advisory <laughs> Services. <laughs> Brandon left you on. Remember FINRISIPC. You never know what's going to come or not. Um, Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services reference here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. I was talking to Tracy at Dr. Roche's today, and she says there are so many ways. That you can come in and improve your mood. I mean, because the world is kind of crap lately. But if you look better, you feel better. Maybe it'll help you feel a lot better about things. It's a kind of a bummer, you know, all the you know, like navel gazing that people are involved with. But you can perk yourself up with specials at Dr. Roche's office. Brighten up, for instance, with BBL broadband light to erase age spots and fine lines. Three corrective treatments for face and neck. Skin tight for fifteen hundred, normally thirty two fifty, and uh, that you know is just starting with your face. Evolve is another option for people who need to tighten up some of the flappier spots on your body, like under your you know your underarms and the back of your legs. Six treatments paired with Verdue help tighten up those areas. Look hot in a bikini, bikini. you know, Sports Illustrated hot, and also boobs. Boobs are Dr. Rush's specialty, so call him for a consult. Um, they said five fifty off for boobs. Tits. If you need them in time for bikini season. Oh, not if you're a Miller Lite drinker. Nobody likes bikinis in Miller Lite. I like bikinis. I mean, and then, you know, pat a triangle once you get the boobs. So just uh, FYI, just saying. Um, call them at uh, 248-338-1110 for a consult and tell them we sent you. You tell you them. Tell them. <laughs> you tell them. The Drew and Mike show. I have been there many times. I feel like if you keep up with did it. Did you just sit up today? Your skin. You tell them. No, I did not. You didn't. No. Okay. No, I have to have like a couple hours in between. For, but you know what? 44,000 setups doesn't take that long, actually. You can do it oh. and knock it out in an hour. Less than an hour, actually. 
Hey, um, what's this BuzzFeed story about a viral compilation of Howard Stern's disgusting comments to Sophia Vergara, Courtney Love, and Anna Nicole Smith has left people seriously disturbed? It's I'm just like, BuzzFeed deciding, hey, let's uh, let's get Howard Stern canceled. Shit up. Wasn't he trending on what TikTok or something? Because of, so people are sharing all these clips. Yeah. Okay, he made the dumbest comment last week. He said. Yeah, uh, the Knicks have been great to me. I sit in the front row next to, uh, you know, uh, Chris Rock and uh, Tracy Morgan, all these people. And all these black basketballers, they come up and they give them hugs and they talk to them and they never talk to me. Uh, I hope it's racism because I don't know why else they would. Surely they know I, they knew I grew up in a black neighborhood. Like, no, they don't. You're almost 70. How would they know you? Yeah, that's what the what internet really turned against him. the last time he went to a fucking basketball game? Right. He hasn't oh, been there since years COVID ago. started. So... That, that is ridiculous. Why would a basketball... He knows nothing about sports. He never <laughs> talks about sports. He never played sports. He knows zero. Why but he NBA, likes being courtside because there's Spike Lee. You know, it's, yeah. it's what all the trendy people seem yeah, to do. They all talk to Spike Lee and they talk to Tracy. It's like, Spike Lee goes to every game, you idiot. I mean, he sounded really like a total fucking idiot. Idiot. So the internet decided to make fun of him, and first it was just memes about how all these players are not even old enough to know who he was because, you know, they were born in the 2000s. And then uh, it seemed to kind of turn into other things like, hey, look what Howard Stern did in the past. And I think BuzzFeed says, you know what, we got a lot of Gen Z and uh, people reading our stuff, and they might not know about some of the antics that the Howard Stern show did over the years. Let's remind them. Well, I I'm, I'm sorry, but... I have a hard time understanding why Chris Harrison gets thrown off The Bachelor for defending one person. He didn't even do it. He didn't even do the thing wrong. He defended her saying, oh, she was a freshman in college when she went to this plantation party. And they're like, oh, my God, he must go. It's the tough and, laws of Bachelor Nation. And Howard Stern did a million, million times that. In fact, up until a couple of years ago, he had people who were mentally challenged on his show who he regularly made fun of for shitting their pants or whatever it was. Now, I admit, <laughs> I was amused too. by it. it really I found funny. it entertaining, but I thought, I don't know how you could have, call a whack pack a bunch of mentally challenged people, make fun of them on a regular basis, and that's okay, and what Chris Harrison did is not okay. I mean, I'm just using Chris Harrison as, as an example. I mean, there's a million people. Okay, uh, Tom Brenneman, who said F-A-G on a broadcast, or called it the fag capital, or whatever he did. And he can never work again. Howard Stern can do... As there's um, a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. No, I assume this is because Howard is known as a far-left person. He has Hillary Clinton as a guest on his show. He's protected, shielded by his democraticness. I, I don't know what else it would be. Seriously. Yeah, but who knows what Tom Brenneman is or even Chris Harrison? That's what I mean. No one knows. So they just cancel him and go, oh, fuck that guy. But if, if, if Chris Harrison was a known contributor to, you know, certain candidates, would that have shielded him? Probably. So what they, I, I just think it has to do with their audiences. And what they end up including in this the buzz. The Bachelor audience was livid. They weren't happy I mean. about it at all. Yeah, it's a soft audience. No, they were unhappy about him being fired. They were unhappy so. he was fired. And so. the show it didn't recover until they got Jesse uh, Palmer. They go on He's to probably done 50 times worse reference when we weren't looking. Every single time that he was mean to Lisa Marie Presley or when he was mean to Mariah Carey. It's the same thing they did with Letterman. He asked if Lisa Marie Presley was wearing panties. <gasps> wearing panties? 
Would you wear a thong, he asked, to which Lisa Lee nods unenthusiastically. Howard then asks how she looks in her underwear, to which Lisa Marie appears visibly annoyed and says, I, I don't know. Who wants to know what she looks like in her pants? I can't believe she didn't know what she was going to get when she went into that show. <laughs> Next one featured is Mariah Carey was sadly Surprise. sexualized by Howard. First of all, your wait, breasts. Wait, wait. These people not He's, know the show? He sexualizes her? Didn't she sexualize herself first? Uh, I, I don't think she's the mermaid any... dress and the like, tons of cleavage and all yeah. that. First of all, your breasts are incredible, Howard tells her with a straight face. She replies, no, they're not. They're really not. They're normal. Thank you. How can you they talked to me before later suggesting he noticed them as soon as Mariah walked out on stage. Or later commented on the body of Courtney Love. Oh, yeah, you got a nice stomach, he says, as she removes her jacket. Courtney's wearing a slightly cropped tank top in the clip in 1998. Mm. Courtney attempts to brush the comment up by suggesting her outfit isn't all that put together. Howard insists what she's wearing is fine. Courtney then appears uneasy, pulling the top down to cover her stomach, but taking no notice of her apparent discomfort. Howard continues, just stand there for a second. Let me look at you. Body's hot. Man, that was kind of almost awkward. Before she sternly warns, Howard. Again, Howard keeps going. I would do a lot to that, he says, prompting Courtney to call him. Howard, the house, the house takes no notice. I could make you see things. At this point, Courtney looks beyond fed up, calling his name with her. Howard! <laughs> Sophia Vergara, during which she made crude remarks about the fact that she'd breastfed her son, Manilo. Manilow. When she was 19? Did you breastfeed your son, Howard asked? Yes. Uh, oh, that must have been unbelievable. Oh my God. It wasn't unbelievable. I was like 19. Howard replies, you had so much milk, right? How much milk? Oh, gross. God, that's fucking so gross. What the fuck? Gross. I don't want to ever hear about someone milk. breastfeeding. That's not what they're for. <laughs> God, everyone gets all hung up on the... Totally peripheral use of breasts. Jesus. <laughs> nice treating women like they're animals. Right. <laughs> now we're told Anna Nicole Smith that she's a heavy set woman. <laughs> the way you dress and stuff, I don't think you're aware that you're a heavy set woman, he says, frankly. Oh. <laughs> what? Oh, she's wearing clothes that are too tight for how fat she is, I guess. I know I'm a big woman, so what? So I was guessing your weight, he says nonchalantly before asking her to get on the scale so yeah. she could guess her weight. It's a very famous bit. Can you please get on the scale and we'll have an over-under, that's all. Yeah, and then Benji defended her and they all got into a big old fight. And ended, I think Benji ended up making out with her in a closet. This has garnered renewed it backlash. <laughs> yeah, no. it was. It was great radio. It was. I mean, but he did a million things like this. Is anyone pretending that he didn't do everything you need to do to be canceled? He's been caught in blackface saying the N-word over and over. That's why BuzzFeed so that did this story. Enough. That's because Don Trump Jr. retweeted it to fuck with Howard. So even though it was true because Don Trump Jr. retweeted it, I think it was ignored. Because no one else, very few people even did the story. And Howard even said, just because Don Trump Jr. tweeted it, I think people just said, oh, well, if Don Trump Jr. tweeted it, then I'm not outraged. And Don Trump Jr. wasn't outraged. Um, all these poor women, who does he think he is? They all deserve better. Of course, they all promoted what they were doing, too, and probably very successfully on that show at that time. I mean, it had a lot of people listening. Sure. The uh, show is more tame now. But he never changed, obviously, said another. You know what? He's he's like one of those people who doesn't, he just doesn't have anything. There's no gatekeeping in his head, and just shit comes out. And and being on radio somehow protects. Him. I know people who do that, where they they're just they blurt whatever it is out, 
And well, at that there are time, no consequences because they're protected by. I think know, there was a ratings. I think there was yeah a method to his madness. He had ratings. He made money, and so nobody cared. Right. I mean, really, and the people that went on there knew they were going to sell their shit, right. whatever it was. So I don't being think, on there was. I don't think they cared that much either. Good promotion. Hmm. He had some. I'm trying to think of who he had. Who really was angry with him? And besides Chevy Chase, and it was mostly guys that got in big fights with him. Chevy Chase, um, Robin Williams. For some reason, I forgot what happened with Robin. I think Robin Williams. Oh, I know what happened. Robin Williams was on, and he was bugging him about marrying his nanny. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why Robin Williams didn't like him. What happened, though? It's awkward. I think uh, I think it was a short interview. Mm. I guess I don't know. I'm looking for this other thing, and uh, since TikTok is trying to get garner up outrage, can TikTok really get Howard Stern fired? I don't think no. so. No, he brings more people to TikTok serious than anyone else, and they charge them like uh, ten bucks a month. So TikTok. I mean, it's like he has a million Patreons mm-hmm. or more. I don't know how many it is. Sirius and XMs, what what are, what is their circulation lately? By I don't think it's that good. Uh, no, no, they never they never reveal it. They agreed at one point they would say that twenty million people listened to Howard, even though they had no idea what the number was. Oh, they, they said just, just say up? twenty million. Yeah, that's come up recently. That fraud. <laughs> um, you would because think you sell. Well, publicly well, they traded. Don't, they don't sell advertising. They, they, no, they people do. Buy, they do. Pe- well, yeah, they do sell advertising. You're right. Yeah. But their money is really made mostly on subscriptions. Subscription. They have 34 million still. Right, but say, I they're remember, publicly traded. They have to have an, that information somewhere, wouldn't they? Remember right. The, but what I mean, though, is they might know that they have 34 million subscribers. Oh, how many of those listen to Howard? They never, ever will break down how many each show gets and who's listening. Now, maybe they can gauge it based off of the app that they created, the Howard app or, whatever, or the, the SiriusXM app and who listens to what. They but, have to know. But they don't put it out. They refuse to. Yeah. Same thing when Opie and Anthony were on there. They were they were rocking and rolling. They were crushing it, but they still would never give them. But the they know they have numbers. thirty-four million subscribers. Right. To it, well, so I think Howard and, says, well, "Just go ahead and give us say twenty. Say about twenty million of those are ours." You know I wonder. Um, <laughs> you know how in your car, you know, you've got what a year or something? How many yeah, months? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like six, and that's included yeah. in this. So right? when they disable it, but it's still and you, there, and all you get are just ads when you go there. Do they get credit for that? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think so. people go there but, very long for but, ads. But it's still there's a satellite that knows that's on your car. I know. For that's a long right, time, yeah. though, if once that expired, if you re-upped it, they counted that as a new subscription. New subscription. So they would get two new subscriptions out of the same person in the span of a year, oh, yeah. which is kind of Weasley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So there was another um, there was another big uh, Gen Z story. Uh, this college student on TikTok says older generations don't know about inflation, never had to fight for jobs, and the comments are in full support. <laughs> this is really kind of funny. Um, they're talking about why has this come up? What is it? Oh, because. I think boomers can't conceptualize this struggle because they never had to fight for jobs, says Kat, a 21-year-old college student. She took to TikTok to explain why older workers might find it difficult to empathize with the economic struggles of younger people. 
after discussion with her mother. Kat says her mother made $36,000 a year as an entry-level teller in 1980. No, she did not make $36,000 as an entry-level teller in 1980. That is bullshit. Flat-out lie. Uh, now is, wouldn't now be the best time to get a job? I mean, unemployment's at a historic 3%. low. Yeah, 3%. Yeah, but uh, there's a, not a lot of good jobs, I think, is what oh, people are yeah, complaining okay. about. Meanwhile, the average entry-level worker in America now makes $55,000 a year, according to her calculations. Everyone adjusted for inflation. It's pretty good. The entry-level salary in 82 of 36000 was closer to 102000 in today's dollars. Except that no no teller made 36000 in that year. Get out of here. Well, I mean, it's a fact that wages... What year was it? 1980. Mm. So anyway, they go on, these, these Gen Zers go on to say that the boomers, they don't know about inflation. Inflation was out of this world in the 1980s. Interest rates were 16%, you dumb fucks. Mm-hmm. Read some history. Did do, do, <laughs> they not teach history anymore? Seriously, how could you say something do like your that? research. I mean, I really feel like the world is full. I'm not saying everyone is this way, because I don't believe in broad brushes. There are plenty of young people who bust their ass and take what they can get, and they don't complain all the time. But I swear, it just seems like there are so many know-it-all 20-year-olds right now and 25-year-olds. They know everything. Yeah, boomers never had inflation. <laughs> they think it's the first time there was inflation. I, don't, I remember seeing the 1973 oil issue that the United States oh, people had. People lined up for blocks I remember to get that gasoline. My, I remember that in my book. So, I mean, I, rem- I remember them at least okay, trying so to. Okay, so they taught you. <laughs> 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 they did. I, but, I mean, how could they have all these people agreeing with this person's statement that boomers know nothing about inflation? And I think there's a number of other things they mention. And okay, I mean, and when I got out of college, interest rate, you could not buy a house. You couldn't. Yeah. Interest rates were so high, uh, the loans weren't, I mean, the, the, the rate was insane. It was 16%. And I remember when it was like 10%, people were like, oh, my God, 10%. <laughs> and then, uh, and actually, you know what? The good thing was, if you had any money, you could buy money markets and make like 12% then. Yeah. But Drew, I, I I would bet you that there's a lot of people who'd say that they would, they would rather pay 16 percent interest on a house that costs 100 grand than 5 percent interest on a house that costs half a million dollars, which is what a lot of the starter okay, homes I'm, are. I'm, but that's days. not the argument. The argument is that boomers never had inflation. We didn't have any hardship <laughs> at all. There was nothing hard about it. Okay, we didn't have phones, for one thing. We didn't have remotes for our TVs. There were a lot of things we didn't fucking have. Yeah, we had to get up and walk five feet and change a channel. And there were only three. Boomers had the door wide open, then slammed and barred it behind them. Said one angry commenter. Across 7,000-plus comments on the video, most appear to be in complete agreement with Kat's sentiments. Some claim that recent graduates say they're making less than the national average of them searching for years for a good job. The job market hates entry-level workers, said one commenter, because boomers won't quit! <laughs> Never heard of people going, you know what, I really could use the money for a couple more years, but I've got to let someone else make money. I can't keep this job any longer. I can't hold people back. Because, honestly, they'll throw you out when you're a certain age and you make too much money. They start throwing you out. So, I mean, there's that. (laughs) A lot of malarkey. I see why they got to say these things, though, because, like, three people told me today about people's work ethic at a certain, you know, age Mm -hmm. these days. And how it's like, um, 
I have to work from home <laughs> three days a week. <laughs> and, uh, okay. And that, yeah. And it's like. because That's because workers have a lot of power right now. Yeah, yeah they do. See what happens when that flips. There are a lot of companies, though, that, that uh, simply say, you're either working in the office or you're not working here. And people do leave. And they go get other jobs, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's almost a benefit now for a lot of a lot of workers. Yeah. Well, like Skin said, you know, people didn't come in during COVID. They've reached the top of their pay scale. So he just decided, well, it would really be giving them a raise to let them do it from home. So now he's got this this office rented with nobody in it, waiting for the lease to end. Nice. But, you know, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, everybody would like to work at home, but it's just funny when people come in um, and demand it, which happens a lot in interviews. And, you know, when people get, I think it's hard for people who have come to work every day their entire working life to interview people who are 22 years old saying, no, I got to be at home at least three days a week. (laughs) It's a little entitled. If we say anything about uh, the average Gen Zer, I think a title would be reasonable. Yeah, it's just yeah. a matter of how entitled, and some some obviously aren't. Everyone doesn't grow up exactly the same. Some people aren't remotely entitled. It just depends on who you are and what your experience is. Sure. You guys are taking all the jobs, including Sports Illustrated cover model. That's right. Uh, 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 Trudy uh, pointed uh, out earlier. Uh, Martha Stewart, I thought like she looked pretty good. Wait, Martha Stewart's on the cover of not well, the cover. One of well, she. It's a little misleading. They have. 23 cover models. Oh, that's why we've seen Olivia. All right. Including Megan Fox. What does Martha Stewart look like? I mean. She looks pretty good. For 82, she looks really good. Why why would they put an 82-year-old on the swimsuit edition? That seems really. I don't know. 88-year-olds seem to beat off, too. How how glamorous she kind of still is. I think that might be a little touched up. Just a feeling. No. Yeah, I think so. A touch of those tubes. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, her face, totally. Grandma. Yeah, that looks does not look like an 82-year-old. I'm sorry. I do not believe that. But, Show them hey, the Megan Fox ahead. pictures. Megan Make Fox. her feel good. I yeah. haven't seen those yet. Yeah, she's go a cover ahead. model as Make well. her feel good. I, I really don't think anybody needs to make Martha Stewart feel good. She really kind of has a pretty... So how many trans confident. covers do they have? There must be a trans <laughs> model on <laughs> here, I'm assuming. Oh, damn. Megan Fox. Yeah, she looks, she looks good. Damn. That's a good Except picture. for those thumbs. Don't tell me you can see your thumbs. Oh, they kind of hide them. Yeah, good oh, move. Oh, it's fucking weird. But I can see, I can see the... Uh, did somebody pull something off, some piece of tape off the, the side of her? It looks like there's some print there. Yeah, you know, like the silly putty oh, stuff. Oh, silly putty skin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that looks ridiculous. Okay. Oh, what she's green made blonde. Out of like, that's sort of like pieces of eight or something so from the sea. It's really funny they do cover her thumbs. Angel Reese is a cover. Livy Dunn. <laughs> Livy Dunn. <laughs> like there aren't a million pictures of Olivia Dunn. She's got a boner on me. <laughs> What's going on with her thumb in that picture? It's freaking me out. It's, it's trust me, you can weird. see the hammer thumb. You can see that it looks like a big toe. But they're trying to hide it. And I bet you it's photoshopped it. because nail. that is a disgusting thumb. She's gross. I never even knew that until you brought it up. Now oh, I can't unsee She's it. She's all yours. So how's she doing? And you know, it'd go straight up your butt if you were. Oh God! With that weird thumb. (laughs) How's she doing with uh, Machine Gun Kelly? Well, they're in love. Great couple. Isn't that funny? I mean, they were in our face so much for so long, and then they had a little bump in the road, and now we're not allowed to know anything about it. They're soulmates. It's kind of like Jamie Fox. Yeah. So the um, let's see, where's the story about Chappelle? 
Dave Chappelle uh, was home. He called San Francisco his second home. So he did a surprise show there at the San Francisco Masonic on Thursday. And his first line in the, the show was, what the fuck happened to this place? <laughs> and he's talking about going to dinner the night before in the Tenderloin District. And as he was entering the restaurant, a homeless dude took a shit by the front door. <laughs> Whoa. So anyway, Dave, uh, I guess, had not been there in long enough that he's like, what? what's going on? Because the homeless populace has really, really, really gone up. And the other problem is they can't keep police. They've lost, they're short 500 officers because people just started quitting after probably 2021. I think a lot of cops just said, I don't want to do this anymore. And the academies aren't putting people out fast enough. So they're, they're not only are they short 500, they say they're losing more. They're losing more than they're gaining. So, um, when, you know, when, when uh, Cash App guy, Bob Lee, was murdered, you know, they practically had a party. The city pro- practically celebrated when they found out it wasn't a homeless person that murdered him because there are so many, there have been so many violent things going on in the homeless community. It's, just, it's a mess. How are they feeling about Bob Lee today? Yeah. Well, Bob Lee, yeah, Bob Lee, uh, by the way, allegedly was stabbed by the brother of his married lover, Nima Momeni. He was uh, banging Kazar Momeni, Nima's sister, who he liked to cock block. And uh, he was angry because he thought that um, Bob Lee was getting in there, which he was, as it turned out. But there's all this, like... He was also yeah, taking her down Underground sex. Yeah, th- this... Now, I got kind of interested about this. Uh, <laughs> the latest is that Bob Lee and his killer... Nima were regulars at underground sex and drug parties attended by San Francisco elites. And Bob took Nima's sister there. So Nima and his sister were going to underground sex parties? What? Hot. One of the stories said that they banged the same chick, right? Isn't that part of the issue? Bob and the, br- what, and the, Bob and the brother banged his sister? No, 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 no. But they happened to bang the same chick that was at the parties? Oh, okay. They're cousins. Well, Come Bob, on. It's, they said Bob banged tons of chicks at yeah. these parties. He would just refract in five minutes and be on right, somebody right. else. Right, but, but the two of them, it was almost like... Were they de- were they doing a DP at one I time? Mean, isn't that kind of the point you know, of these things, is that everybody right fucks everybody? Were they part of um, somebody, somebody's mouth capacity test together? <laughs> <laughs> Probably at some point. <laughs> I found that conversation really weird. So you like it when there's a giant penis capacity of a mouth? Well, I just think it's, you can't, you just know that the capacity exists. It's kind of like when there's yeah, four but, people but, on a bus, but the bus says capacity 66. Yeah, but you know why is that what the a bus good can thing? hold. You, you, <laughs> no, a, I'm not saying it's anything. I'm just saying oh. you know that mouth could actually, its capacity for penises Don't is you very want a high. small mouth with tiny teeth? I, I wasn't really commenting on that. That's oh. a different well, subject altogether. You seem very excited about the large mouths, and as I was listening back, I'm like, well, is that a good thing, or do you want to put seven guys with himself in there? No, no, no. Figure no, that out. No, it's nothing like that. It's just okay. if she wants to have seven in there, she can, which is like, wow. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> I'm confused about that well, message. A, but I'm the just thinking, like, what if it, what if it was the, the vagina? Like, oh, wow, look at that wide vagina. You could fit seven guys in there. Well, you could do. You could have capacities for vaginas, too, if you wanted to. Vagina. Uh, I mean, there's deep... Vagina. Deep, I'll tell you what, these, these underground sex parties probably had a lot of double penetration going on. <laughs> oh, God. In fact, who knows? It sounded like Nemo wanted to slip into his sister. Ah, I bet you he did. She was doing a mouth capacity test, and he slipped in there. And like, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? It's a, it's a fucking test, you creep. That's why you don't wear a mask to these things. Uh, so what if... We're just testing mouth capacity. Jesus! Get out! <laughs> so anyway, well, I understand... 
I guess these underground parties, sex parties go on all over the place. What? Nobody yeah. ever invites me. Am I not an elite enough to I've be invited, invited to a fucking underground sex party? You will be now. <laughs> Someone will invite you. Would you go to one if uh, if there was one? If I know, saw the guest list and I felt it was elite enough, I might. <laughs> elite enough. <laughs> That's what they said. Attended by elites. San Francisco elites. God. Like what? Well, how elite do you have to be? Anyway, uh, Lee took his sister's, uh, his killer's sister, Kazar, to these bashes. So yeah, the two were at the brother's sister at these sex parties, which is kind of weird. Um, and what do they fight over then? What do you think? Uh, he was angry because he thought he was corrupting his sister. No, no, I, I, come on, that's that's the answer they're giving. But now that we know this, that they both are, or all three are members of this underground sex club, what, what were they really fighting over? It sounded like the sister. It sounded like he didn't want him fucking his sister. He didn't want him giving his sister drugs. And So they have to blow up the whole underground sex party now? No, he just had to kill Bob Lee. So that, that wouldn't happen to his sister anymore. bummed out about this lifestyle is out in the open now? Probably, but I don't know. It's underground. But Harper, this is weird. Harper Reed, a tech CEO, CEO, was like, well, this is not great publicity. He said that he and Bob Lee took their pants off to get into one. So, Harper Reed, what company is he CEO of? I mean, is that really a good company? Hello. He said that Bob Lee would bang multiple women at these things, including Kazar, the super red hot sister. Man. Meanwhile, the brother, this Nima guy, he sounds like such a prick. Um, he sounds very possessive. In fact, one woman who was dating him said that I knew he would end up beating me, so I didn't want to see him Jesus. anymore because oh. he gets so angry and he's so possessive and he's so bossy and you can wear this and you can't wear that and you can go there and you can't go there. So he did beat women. Uh, there were 911 calls. He also was on a list of dangerous clients among prostitutes. Oof. They shared a list of don't take this guy. He'd like to beat up prostitutes or sex workers, as they call them. By the way, is sex workers, is that, a, is that an honorable job as opposed to prostitutes? That's a respectful name for the profession. <laughs> is, <laughs> what, what is that? Well, what? What is what? Sex workers. Sex so, worker. Don't offend sex. Don't judge sex workers. Yeah, there's a big push not to do that because what, nobody, it's the oldest profession in the world. Yeah, I know. Do you want to end so, it? No. So really, no one judges sex workers? No one ever thinks, well, that's kind of a... Hmm, it seems like you could do better. Right? By the way, is it really the... Oldest profession? Nah, it's just a story. I don't think so. <laughs> What's well, older? There had to have been something uh, that came before that. Picking berries. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. Someone was giving up sex before then. Fire builder or whatever. But <laughs> something. Fireman. A cave artist. <laughs> yes. Hunter. Harvest? Yeah. Anyway, Nemo was addicted to drugs and coke, cocaine. He loved guns. His ex-girlfriend said, he talked about guns all the time. He was a fan of violence. You a fan of violence? Oh, I love violence. Oh, my God. Have you seen that, uh, have you seen that fucking scene in that movie? Or did you watch the news last night at 11? Holy shit. Man, let's talk about guns. I love my guns. Let's look at my guns. <laughs> that just sounds weird. He talked about guns all the time. Anyway, he was a one-man tech company, even though he was nuts. And he liked uh, underground sex parties with his sister there. Okay. Um, so anyway, he is totally, he's already been uh, found guilty of cock blocking, and they will be found guilty of murder, it sounds like, although they're claiming. <laughs> That's going to be the other charge thrown in at the bottom. <laughs> yes. Just to make sure they get him on something. But they keep claiming his attorneys, no, no, it's not him. You can't see anything. Uh, the video doesn't show anything. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, uh, my defendant can't be a cock blocker. After all, they went to lifestyle events together. <laughs> that charge will be thrown out immediately. 
But uh, um, I saw this adjoining article that was part of this article, and it was about this new drug called Trank that's taking over the streets of L.A., and they said it's in other California cities, including San Francisco, and it's they call it the zombie drug. They said the users, in fact, they had a picture. Uh, did you see the picture of the people using it? They're all hunched over. Yeah, it Isn't almost looks weird. Like, it looks like an opioid nod to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's more than an opioid nod. Look at these people. Look at those people. Yeah. Oh, oh, geez. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they just have faraway looks, and they said it rots their skin. Yeah, uh, yeah, it like rots their flesh. Oh, I'm beginning of the zombie apocalypse. This is how uh, The Walking Dead got started. That's right. Yeah, they, these people, they're rotting, Trudy. Their skin is rotting. Yeah, they don't look fun. They, yeah, they don't look <laughs> like they're hot. having much fun either. <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, the good news is, though, aren't people cutting it with fentanyl now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're, oh, cutting, they're cutting news. cocaine with it, heroin with it, and fentanyl with it. And it's a veterinary trans tranquilizer called Xylane. Mm. Xylazine. But I don't want to get the attraction if you're just hunched over all the time. Give me some trank! <laughs> Yeah, Trank sounds cool. Like, remember Crank? Yeah. We're doing some Crank with this guy once. He's like, oh, man, I love Crank! We did Crank, and I was fired up. I, 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 this is pretty ridiculous. I shouldn't be talking about this. I drove. I had a date with this girl in Roanoke, and I lived in Blacksburg at the time, so I had to drive, like, 40 miles and, and did some Crank! I just remember the uh, Orioles game was on the radio because they, they carried See, the Orioles games. I was wait, like, you did meth? Yeah, I was no, going to say, is it, it crank Crank is not meth exactly, but okay. that's, that's what, what I, I always think, thought it was. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting here going, I've never, meth? That's I don't weird. think I've ever done meth. Um, that you know of. I think this was, it was a hybrid drug, I believe. It, Let's go do some crank with some Moe's. <laughs> <laughs> if it goes bad, we'll have a takeover. <laughs> I don't remember. You know what's really funny? I don't remember the word meth ever being used. Because they called it crank, crank back then. Yeah, or crystal. And we or, smoked yeah. it. Awesome. Um, although people totally smoke meth. meth. Yeah, but we didn't have like that glass bowl everyone on, on intervention uses. <laughs> like Al. I, had, like, I think I had like two hits of it, and I'm like, uh, yeah, this was pretty good. And then you went on and a I date. I got a ton of stuff done. And I went on a date, and, and I drove up there. And, and the, the date lasted game, four days. The, the Orioles game was on. No, I wasn't even up all night. It wasn't like that. Um, probably didn't have enough of it, but <laughs> anyway, this guy did it on weekends, so and he thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, but I, I remember crank on the weekend. <laughs> I was enjoying listening to the Orioles game on the radio so much, I didn't want to get out of the car to go get the date. <laughs> That's all I remember about it. Well, that probably wasn't meth then. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying to know what you were on. Oh man, I think he, I think he called it crank, but I'm not sure. This has been like 1982. Well, That's crank, meth. crystal meth. So meth. Um, yeah, you were on meth, dude. I was not up all night, though. I wasn't, and now that I, have enough. I never did it again. Yeah, I probably didn't have enough. You're probably right. <laughs> but it was very pleasant. <laughs> Absolutely pleasant. <laughs> it just didn't. It doesn't. It didn't have all the uh, hallmarks of everything I see of meth people. I wasn't picking my face. I mean, I never. Uh, I it mean, did yeah. it once. And I love the Orioles game. I loved it. <laughs> John Miller was doing the game too. I remember that. Wow! So it gave you like the gave you a great memory, photographic well, memory. No, John, I knew John Miller did the games because we carried them on WROV, and John Miller had an incredible right. voice. Actually, you probably find some Is incredible audio. Yeah, I think so. He's kind of a kind of a chubby a little bald guy, yeah. but Everyone he had balls of a voice. Oh man, did he have a voice? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't matter. 
<laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I guess once. Were you, was it? Were you energetic? I don't. I don't remember being overly energetic. I huh. ju- all I remember, Trudy, is that I loved fucking listening to the Orioles game, and I didn't so want to go on a date. So and weird. I liked the girl too. I did like her. I bet the Orioles were like, "Why do we get a hold of that crank? We <laughs> put it in the water so people." Yeah, the, the radio people needed to get it in their fans. Crank. But the Orioles were good then too. Oh. Um, and yeah, it was the first date too, so I think I was kind of. Did you get some? Uh, yeah, nervous. <laughs> did she put out? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think she was asked to. I think I wanted to get back to the Orioles game. <laughs> I didn't know her very well, too, so it was kind of awkward. They had dinner. The food didn't matter. <laughs> it's another reason the Orioles game was so attractive. It was very familiar. Mm. So, so today. Trank is the thing. Trank! Trank, trank yeah, trank, not crank. Um, so today on TMZ, they were just having a ball promoting the. Britney special tonight where they're just going to completely destroy Britney for an hour. <laughs> they are. And they've been setting it up for the last four or five shows. Mm-hmm. And it sounds it sounds to me like it is so bad that, first of all, Sam's gone. And it sounds like Britney would be up for days. She would start fights with Sam. She would get physical. The security people would break it up oh. because, you know. Right. Well, what are you going to do? There's security people around. It sounds like security people are around all the time because she is so out of hand. And um, Harvey was talking about, I, I, honestly, if if only I could play back what Harvey was saying three years ago, and he could listen to our show three years ago. <laughs> he was saying that the free Britney mania was a big mistake. The fans uh, didn't really know what was going on. Uh, and the judge got caught up in the free Britney mania and said, she doesn't need any help. She's ready to run her life. Jamie Spears is a dick. You know what's what's uh, interesting about it? Well, oh, first of all, let me just finish this. Um, Brittany knew nothing about money, wouldn't take her meds, and has a ninth grade education. So how is Brittany supposed to run her life? Anyway, um, in addition to that, her attorneys have bilked her for $6 million. Her newest attorney, $6 million. Her net worth is 60. 10% of her net worth they have billed her in in legal bills since they've freed her from this horrible conservatorship. I'm free! She was broke when the conservatorship started, and so the point was that, well, maybe the conservatorship didn't do that badly because she didn't run her life very well if she was broke, and then she ended the conservatorship with 60 million, and now they say she has about thirty million Whoa. for some reason. Um, Draining it away. Anyway, the judge apparently uh, there was so much momentum in terms of free Britney that this is an outrage that no one really paid attention to what was going wrong with Britney and the fact that she would need help regardless. Right. Even if she was to segue out of the conservatorship, there had to be things set up to at least teach her how to do some basic things. Oh, my God. However, In Jamie... Her 40s. I know. It's so <laughs> stupid. Jamie Spears it's was so maligned by Britney, by Britney's lawyers, and by the media. And he also was very threatened because people kept suggesting he was going to jail mm. for what he'd done. He did not think he had done anything wrong. And even though he knew it was a terrible idea, he was so worried about what was going to happen to him that he said, I'm not going to win this anyway, so I'm just going to dump out 
and let whatever's going to happen happen. Brittany's and still so, saying this. My dad needs to be in jail for the rest of his life. <laughs> he is still hearing it. <laughs> he is still hearing it. But not a nearly. burns in hell. Not as much as he was then, because at that time he was trying to suggest that you don't understand. She needs some help. But I thought he kept saying, I'm Britney Spears and I'm calling the shots. <laughs> That's the funniest thing she's ever said, I think. Her, I'm da- her dad Spears. would go, I'm Britney Spears. You don't understand. I'm Britney Spears. <laughs> I'm Britney Spears. <laughs> so anyway, currently her behavior is nuts. <laughs> and Sam has set up intervention. Uh, Sam set up the intervention. Sam was not the person who ratted the intervention out to Brittany. Sam's the one who set it up. Sam felt like this cannot continue. This cannot go on like this. There has to be someone who puts her somewhere to get her off the drug she's on and on the drug she's supposed to be. Yeah. And then that got blown up because someone told her and she refused to go. And then it was free Sam. <laughs> yeah. Sam, um, Sam, after that happened, Sam basically said, okay, bye. <laughs> Sam's out of there. Sam's not there. Really? Sam's well, gone. So because TMZ has been doing this, he has broken his silence about the documentary and all the reporting about how Sam has left and all that. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear uh, what sure. he has to say? Oh, I'd love to. Brandon's pulling it up on Twitter here. How far back was it posted? Uh, May 14th. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, here it is. He's got a... He looks very sad, doesn't he? Britney Spears' husband, Sam, slams a new special about her life. mouth is too close to me. (laughs) He's gross, too. Yeah. Uh, Um, The last thing I want to do is is speak on my wife's behalf. I would never do that. (laughs) I respect her privacy. That's why I don't talk as much. You don't respect her, though. As much. And I found it absolutely disgusting for the people that were in her life at the time when she didn't have a voice. They went and told her story like it was theirs. It was absolutely disgusting. I'm Britney Spears. And how are you going to take the most influential person of our generation, what? the princess what? of pop, <laughs> America's sweetheart, and America's put her in sweetheart. prison? What? America's sweetheart? She's a hag. Her tells her what to do, what water to drink. Who <laughs> She's to America's buy, hag. And use her as a money-making That's machine. That's Madonna. Oh, and then all of a sudden, after 15 years, when she's free after no, it was all not those 15 years, it was 13 years. Stop adding like, years. All those things that went down. Now you're going to put Who her under a mi- microscope her. and tell she her gaslights. Story? No. Don't put her under a microscope. No. She's, she's the fucking gaslighter, you idiot. That's also disgusting. Dumb fuck. Where's your party watch? And don't believe what you read online. 99% of the time... Those oh, like free Britney? Baits like not to read that? Click and for them to make money. I agree with my wife. And that, that time is over, you know. Okay, so don't believe free that. Britney either, that means. Because that was done. That, that should stop. It should stop. Absolutely. The gaslighting and all that shit. Nobody is gaslighting stop. anyone. He is. He's She's the one us. gaslighting, saying her parents did this, her sister... And her friends uh, dressed up like Christina Aguilera's hair, or they made their hair like Christina Aguilera's just to piss her off when they were 11. That is the dumbest gripe ever. There are so many dumb things surrounding Britney Spears. It's beyond belief. Yeah. But I'd so, say it. I think she's dumb. I do. I think she's very dumb. That's, yeah. a, what, that's a strong take, Drew. I guess it is. <laughs> Come on. She's a fucking idiot. Nuh-uh. No, I mean, I think she's really, really, really slow. Yeah. And I think she's very uneducated. Yeah. And I also think that she thinks she's funny, and she's well, not part, funny yeah. at all. Yeah. And so she puts out these Instagrams, and she, she thinks she's being hilarious, and she's ridiculous. So- Follow my wife on Instagram, please. 
so he's, I mean, according to TMZ, he's gone, but according to that, he's like, that's. Yeah, but that's BS. I mean, that doesn't it's prove it. That doesn't prove anything. And then he deleted it too. So. We all know that the reason why he's not around is because he's busy making movies with Mel Gibson. All right. Yeah, that's true. He's busy working. Wait, he isn't is. Isn't that movie made now? Okay, fine. The next he's movie. Busy promoting it. The next movie. <laughs> he is a big at? Hollywood star now. He's an action star. I've seen him do punches and kicks. He's going to play Man at the Gym, Man Number Two. Oh, or- cool. Do punches. <laughs> I've seen him do punches. Man with abs. <laughs> right. So I saw this. Uh, I tweeted this out too. It was the. It was a message from Dread Pirate Bradius at Bradius Zero, who says, "Never wear a butt plug to your MRI appointment." And it's a. Uh, it's a what? an X-ray of a butt plug that is now in someone's chest cavity. Oh, oh my God! God. And the reason is this. What happened was... Wait, how does that... What? It's the salmon of butt, of sex toys swimming upstream. <laughs> the salmon. How did it get up there? Well, it's because uh, it's described in a personal injury case that is going on. Chris Goodnow, an estimated uh, Valley attorney, has picked up a client who is suing a sex toy company. The client purchased a butt plug that was advertised as 100% silicone. Client wears butt plug, and by wears means puts it up his ass, yeah. to MRI appointment. Wears. Much to client's dismay, butt plug, in fact, has a metallic core. Oh. Butt plug is accelerated at the speed oh. of sound into client's chest cavity. Oh, holy speed shit. of sound? Described in memo as an anal rail gun. Client survived with major injuries. Oh, my God. There's like a... But there it is. It's still there. Look at it. Still in his chest cavity. He's got a butt plug. Oh, holy shit. Gross. And there's like train tracks where that thing just went right up through him. Yeah, at the speed of sound. I like things in my butt. Holy Imagine that butt plug fighting to get to that magnet, that giant magnet in the MRI. Oh. Oh. Fighting to get through his fucking chest cavity. Gross. Oh, God. How long did they, like, did he get off? leave it going? <laughs> did, did he, he blow go a load as soon like, as it started moving at <laughs> speed of sound? Have a second. Maybe for a quick second, but. Wow. Boy, what God, a bummer. that's awful. I know, so, my thoughts so are, the moral of the story. My thoughts are with the guy. That's the In moral prayers? Of the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, my prayers are suspended right oh, that's now. That's right. I want my fucking prayers to Jamie Foxx back. I want a restraining order against anyone praying for Jamie Foxx. How does that I'm work? so pissed does that about mean that. Jamie Foxx has to pray for you? Is that how you get him back? No. He's going to pray for your hip. I'm taking my... And, and if he isn't somehow disabled the next time I see him, I'm going to be livid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If he's, that guy is so disabled If he doesn't right sound now. at least like Dick Clark, I'm going to be so pissed I prayed that hard. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding about Dick Clark. <laughs> I want Jamie Foxx to be okay. I Didn't they fuck that up, though? Wasn't yes. that crap? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, if nothing else for her to go, he played pickleball yesterday. He's been out for weeks. Like, well, why don't you say something? Hey, my friend. Yeah. Now, the moment we've Here's Jamie's new movie. Right it's up. called The Countdown. <laughs> a roar of the crowd, and believe me, oh. you will never, ever forget it. Are you ready? Yeah. Count it down. Ready? Okay, here we go now. Oh, God. How did this happen? How did someone let this happen? 18, Isn't it weird that this actually happened? This is real audio of Dick Clark after his stroke doing the countdown. You said it, Dick. That's a power move by Seacrest, wasn't it? Yeah, to it was. reveal how weak 
Yeah, yeah. And, being, and being his nurse, too. Like, I'm going to start crying. And then Ryan be like, yes, and uh, right now we're down here. You can hear me perfectly clearly. I am uh, doing the countdown myself. That was a really romantic uh, moment, though, when he made out with his wife. Stupid. Dick Clark? You didn't think that was romantic? It was gross. What? What are you talking about? That was lovely. It was two people. Two people in love. (laughs) I mean, kind of looked like he was. Made out. Slobbering. What? Sounded good. Mm. People right, would anybody, pay for that now. It would be ASMR. Be does anyone know why? Okay, New York, in New York, um, there, there's some... If you're a news anchor in New York, it's a big deal. <laughs> if you're a news anchor in the morning, just like we know all our news anchors here in the morning, uh, or if you're on the evening news, it's just still a huge market. And even though people don't watch live TV the way they did, you know, some of these people are were around in the days when television viewing and live radio was you know had much bigger numbers. So um, ABC in New York has an anchor by the name of Ken Rosato, who was fired over a hot mic comment after 20 years. No, what did we he don't. say? Oh. I don't know. I can't find his, it anywhere. His lawyer came out to say, it wasn't anything racial. Yeah, I heard it wasn't anything racial. But he I called didn't her hear, a cunt. Oh, he called oh. his co-anchor his a, a cunt? cunt? Yeah. And what, what was that for? She's being a cunt. <laughs> I mean, can we at least hear what she did? If if what she did amounts to her being a cunt, then I think it at least deserves maybe a little discussion. See, I'll look for audio now that I know what it is. <laughs> I don't was she think being justified? Any... Was she being cunty? I don't know if there's audio, though, Brandon, because it sounded like it was one of those internal things, although, you know, someone will eventually leak it. Yeah. Uh, but that's what it sounds like everybody's saying is that he said cunt. Oh, yep, and just... Within 50 minutes ago, the hot mic insult aimed at a fellow anchor got him fired. So, yeah. So, over the weekend, I kept seeing these stories, but it would never say what he did. Well, can they at least explain what was said before he called her a cunt? I mean, he just go out of the blue, go, she's a cunt. And if that's, all, if that's what he did, obviously, there's no excuse whatsoever for that. I thought the, that he said it on the air. It's really funny when I looked at. Did his... he say it on the air? No, no, no. no, no. I can't no. find no, it. It's no. far off my. Yeah, it was, or it was, you know, probably in between spots or something like that. Right. So you what can't call someone a cunt at work. Only if they're not being a cunt. <laughs> well, I don't. You think it's a lot more than just. Well, I I don't know. Who's the guy in St. Louis who called his <clears throat> co-host all those oh, things? Oh, that was the Fausti. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it the same? Vic. Well, that was, I mean, he called her a million he'd be, he'd be things. He'd be I mean, her, though. And, that, was and there horrible. was audio of it that everybody yeah, it got. It was really not a hot mic. Well, it was her hot mic. Yeah, she was recording it. Yeah, I just don't know if this guy said, she's a cunt, or he said, you're a cunt, or something preceded it. There was some disagreement. Um, I mean, probably if she called him an asshole, would she be stupid, fired? I would or say, dickhead? probably I don't know. preceded that. <laughs> something. Or maybe it's something where they just don't get along, and so he just said it about her. Right. She doesn't look cunty, though. Do you think she looked cunty? What's her name? I haven't seen her. Oh, there's, I mean, Google his name, because every picture is him and her together. Is it the blonde? No, I think she's um, oh, the black Hispanic, girl? right? Yeah, she looks very sweet in this picture. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think she looked wow. cunty. dress doesn't, store. Doesn't mean she's not a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my first thing was I'm looking at her I'm like, does she look like a cunt? Okay, I mean, you so know when you see him, right? We now know that if he had said the N word, of course, he would be forever unhirable. Can you get another job after you call someone a cunt? I guess we're gonna find out. Mm, depends how good he is. 
Obviously, his ratings must not have been that good. <laughs> if his ratings were really, really, really good, I not think he would survive it. Shield. Stinks like one of those things where they're trying to get rid of somebody. He's 56, so he's got there years go. left. To yeah. Win. Yeah. He's got some high-paid years left that are probably not That they want to get productive. off the books. Man, yeah. he, has, he has that uh, anchorman look, doesn't he? He does. No, he totally does. There were a lot of people upset because he's That's Italian really... and he was blown out. And so there were, there's people. Why are they firing the Italian guy? Not fair. Italian what? guy? Yeah. There's outrage over that. What does mm, that have to do with it? That's what that was the outrage I was. What Italian guys could call people cunts? <laughs> I'm it's part of their culture, Drew. <laughs> hey, maybe it means something. Get about it. Else. God. Well, I mean, in England, in England, it's part of their culture, right? Yeah. It's a term of endearment. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Only they can say it, not you. Exactly. I expect the uh, English heritage, though. I have a feeling the co-anchor heard it or heard about it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she did. Imagine, oh my God, can so, you imagine what a cunt she became after that? <laughs> I also would imagine that, um, I have a funny feeling he probably said it and somebody else heard it and told her Tattled. or recorded oh, yeah. it and sure. played it for her because people love to tell on people. I swear, I just can't get over the fact that tattletaling is so acceptable and popular with adults now, it's just so weird to me. It was such a frowned upon thing. Wow. I mean, you can't even text someone and be confident that it's safe. No. I don't know about you guys, but I don't, I'm trying to be careful when I text don't send dick pics with to anyone. Uh, not my own dick pics, no. <laughs> is that why the ones I get from you are just huge black ones? Yes. Um, speaking of uh, uh, doxing and tattletales, are they, when are they going to dox this security guard that Taylor Swift put in his place? Have you seen that story? Yeah, well, no, that's interesting because, yeah, Taylor Swift is in the middle of a song, and, she, and she's like, uh, let her go! <laughs> Which is really Which, weird. Like, how do the, what do the fans think of their, you know, on the other side? Going, Wait, why is she yelling well, at someone uh, in the middle true, of a song? True, true. What's funny about it, GMA did a big story on a couple things. Number one, Serious Issue Shell thought the girl's name was being harassed is Kelly Kelly. First name and last name. Which yes. Kind of weird that you nice. would name your daughter Kelly. Although she could have been married to somebody named Kelly. Anyway, but the other one is when she starts yelling at her, the backing track is so fucking loud. Yeah. It sounds like she's still singing. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like someone nearby is just yelling near her mic. She's yeah. trying to really weird. lean in for the lyrics, though, and keeping up with the background track right. as she's then, and then she yells. Why didn't she move the it? mic away from her face and simply yell, let her go? Because yeah. then the background, the backing track, would reveal that she's not really singing, right? Oh, I, I didn't notice that she something that her voice her. was still singing oh. when she was yelling. Yeah, no, that. that's what I was saying. She is really, I mean, her mic is hot. I mean, she's really singing. But when she started talking about it, the backing track was so loud in the videos I saw that it was like, well, I wonder why. How Britney, do you know it's her? I wonder why Britney Spears sings live. Nobody sings live. Do they? <laughs> you mean Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. Yeah, because she can actually sing. Yeah. So I mean, can everybody. Rihanna, Rihanna can sing. I think it also yeah, depends on the venue. Super Bowl. We know the Super Bowl will not allow it. Like, right. the NFL won't allow it because... The Super Bowl has allowed people to sing live. Well, they don't let allow them play instruments anymore. That's no, so, so many artists they, use they backing tracks. No, there's a lot of people that don't sing live. I mean, what's the name? Ace Freely was saying Paul doesn't. That they have backing tracks for Paul. Oh, my God. That video, for Paul. that video with Paul you sent me. Oh! Oh, my God! <laughs> Oh, it was so awful. Why does Paul have to scream like this all the time for every song? 
he's got that really high screaming voice. How do you guys feel? I have some alcohol. <laughs> what? Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh Hello. man! Why are it's, you yelling like that? <laughs> he's like, what does he say here? I want to know if we got any people here tonight that like to get high. <laughs> Shut up! Every oh. once in a while, we like to get a little wasted. We like to take a taste of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> He sounds like such an asshole. The crowd doesn't seem to be very high, by the way. <laughs> They're like, no, play the hits. Ace was like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, me. Here's Here, what? Why, yeah, here's your, here's your backing track. The Good Times interrupted at a Taylor Swift concert in Philadelphia Saturday night. Superstar Taylor Swift interrupting her hit song Bad Blood. She's such telling a nice security person. Guard to stand down. Oh. <laughs> now, superfan Kelly Kelly telling ABC News it was she and her friends that Taylor was protecting. I was protecting. dancing. And I protect I mean, all my fans. She was right in front of me we had front row seats so she was right in front of me singing bad blood like one of my favorite songs kelly a third grade teacher and mom says she was enjoying the best concert of her life when she says a security guard interrupted fun he kept telling me to stop he kept telling me to like calm down and like not to dance and i guess she noticed (laughs) and she um, yelled at him and told him to leave me alone and that i wasn't doing anything wrong had no idea what was going on so i was like hey taylor's talking to you um and then he like quickly like i don't know he disappeared he left kelly a self-proclaimed swifty for 16 years camping story. out before taylor's well, summer well, concert made up back story. in 2014 I, I think. and now Somebody, says her fandom god i want to say it might have been the post today there was some fan that Kelly Gallagher was being really obnoxious. Really? Well, yes. She was just dancing. I mean, does Taylor Swift really, really the- know exactly what happened leading up to security guard trying to tell her to like knock it off? Mom. I'm a cool mom. Do you think he's really harassing just one person or is he just maybe being over a little overzealous at an annoying fan? Well, it's very She's possible. She's not doing anything. It's very possible that he was, but does Taylor Smith, is she watching Kelly Kelly the whole show so she knows what was going on in that area? Yeah. I, I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. I mean, my first thought is, why is some security guard harassing someone for no reason at a concert in the front row? I mean, people in the front row usually get fucked with. Yeah. And, um, again, I think it was, maybe it was another New York paper, because I, I read a couple papers today about that specific incident, and one of them had a fan who said, well, I was a couple rows back, and that girl was pretty obnoxious. <laughs> like, I think she was suggesting that someone complained about her, because she was on her feet all night, and I don't know. Wait, wouldn't everybody be on their feet at the Taylor Swift? Show? I just think she was. They were moving. They had a few seats. And they were moving around a lot. And she was moving towards the center of the stage. Oh and, God! You know, I mean, people do obnoxious things. It's not like no one misbehaves ever at a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> I mean, she is only like the. She has the most super fans of almost anyone, right? Right. Yeah. So she gave her tickets to the following night show, yeah. or so yeah, a, the, uh, she wins. Show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so a nice giving free tickets to someone who has front row tickets. By the way, how does this third grade teacher get front row tickets? <laughs> Question. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh. Pay attention too much. Jesus. Did she teach the next day, too? Or did she take the day off? Probably blew it off. Had a sub? I don't think she's really a teacher. I'm kidding. I don't think her name's really Kelly Kelly. <laughs> Kelly Kelly. How did any she of it. Kelly Kelly? She's very cute, I will say. She seems sincere. I don't know. Well, yeah, she got free tickets from Taylor. Yeah. Oh, was in the comments, people were commenting on it too. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of skeptical people in the comments kind of was suggesting too. that maybe, maybe she was a little overly excited and exuberant at the concert for everyone in her area. She still seems a little too excited for the concert today. Yeah, but, I would say. But don't they sometimes create things that make the star, the big powerful star, yeah, look, look more so good? Virtuous oh, and, remember when? Oh I don't my know. God! He, the security guard should sue Taylor Swift for defamation. <laughs> Wait, so who didn't do it? anything wrong? So they find out his name. The Swifties are going to come. I'm surprised after they him. have. I, or Brandon, that's what I was saying. I'm surprised they have not doxed the security guard. Right. Didn't they give Billie Eilish a Nobel Peace Prize for stopping yes. a concert? Yeah. Stop! Stop! Something's happening here. Because someone was sick. Nobel someone Peace passed Prize. out in the front row or something. Mm -hmm. Stop the concert! I will not continue until this person's okay. Meanwhile, you know, 99 Eilish cares about her fans so much, unlike Tyga. Who just continued to play while people were dying? <laughs> Meanwhile, ninety-nine point nine percent of the people in the arena are like, "Keep singing." Mm -hmm. Care yeah. about that person? Get the show going. Yeah. Yeah, boy. So um, I keep reading the the New York Post is doing some really good reporting on the uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story, which is fucking fascinating, and I can't believe Trump. And a lot of people keep bitching about Dominion Systems, although I don't think he mentions Dominion Systems anymore. But didn't he on CNN say the election was stolen? Yeah. They're right out of the game. I'm like, yeah. why doesn't he complain about the laptop? I, I mean, it seems to me that's a good complaint. I didn't hear him say a word. Did he say something on CNN? I didn't see, you know what, I didn't see all of it on CNN. Well, according to the story today, Joe Biden knew the laptop was Hunter's laptop. And he hid for days and told his campaign people to go out and say that it was what this story had been drummed up by Anthony Blinken to get Mike Morrell to get all these people who were former CIA to sign this letter. They never studied the laptop. They never did anything. They just said, we're giving Joe a talking point to fight the laptop thing. That's election interference. But the incredible thing about it is that the media ate it up and never interviewed any of them. In fact, one of them said... Nobody ever called me. Nobody ever asked, like, what I knew. Not that I would have talked to them anyway. But, I mean, it's incredible. It's like the media and big tech are like Hunter Biden's defense attorney there. Why would they just go for that without any data whatsoever? Well, probably because they felt the same way as Anthony Blinken, who wanted Joe Biden to win and was hoping to get CIA director. Now, that part I'd never heard before. Um the 51 people who signed it, though, did not ask to look at the laptop. They were never interviewed. In fact, um, communications showed that signees answering Mike Morrell's request said, Oh, add my name to the list. Uh, thanks for contacting me. And Mike said, Yeah, I was just trying to give the campaign a talking point, which is like, I just can't believe the media just goes, Oh, it's uh, hallmarks of Russian disinformation. They made the whole thing up. It emanated from the campaign. And... Uh, to me, that is something far more sinister than how how many courts have they lost Dominion Systems cases in? I mean, haven't hasn't that been to court five hundred times? They've never had any success with it. No. So why does Trump keep saying it? 
I would go right to the laptop. Because he can't admit he can't admit that he, he just he lost. will not admit that he lost ever. I mean, if he said something like, "He's a winner," I think it was made too easy to vote. I think people should have to give ID or something like that. That would be one thing. But to just say it was thrown or it was stolen—it was a landslide election, uh, or that. When I mean, I think there were things that could be complained about if you really want to complain. I, I don't even know at this point in time is it really worth talking about the 2020 election? <laughs> really, this election is now over. So. Um, Anyway, it's also interesting to think that, I don't know, I guess I, I, I'm just naive. It, these things come to me very slowly. But the idea of non-elected bureaucrats in the CIA working with the Democrat Party to come up with a talking point, just something feels not it's yeah, pretty it's greasy wrong. about it to me. A little deep state, if you will. But um, that was such a big story with the 51 former intelligence people that are writing it off that I figured there would be a follow up where someone would yeah, go they'd interview them. and directly ask all 51 and then put a story out about it, about what they think about it now. But they won't do that. Well, some have. Some have tried to get them. I think the Post did. I think the Post tried to contact all of them afterwards. Well, maybe after the they election. Just they just won't say anything. But, you know, now they're being they're being forced to testify. And. uh yeah, it's just the. F- I I mean, I suspected all this in a weird way. I thought, well, isn't that convenient? And also, when when Joe Biden says fifty former, ask him, he's your son. I don't I don't know why the person running the debate doesn't say, well, wait, he's your son. Why didn't you ask him if it's his laptop? <laughs> why would you be saying fifty former intelligence? That sounds like you don't want to ask Hunter. But Hunter says, oh, I don't know. Oh, come on. You're running uh, four different companies and you don't know. And he, you know, Hunter just says, Hunter uses drugs as advantages. I don't know if I slept with that woman. I have no idea. I was on drugs. Like, no, you remember who you slept with when you're on drugs. What are you talking about? You went to the strip club multiple times. Um, She was on your payroll at uh, Rosemont Seneca. If she's on the payroll, in fact, he's answering text messages from her. And he says he doesn't know who she is. Come on. Give me a break. But... Um, anyway, the New York Post is the, I don't see anyone else writing about that. And it's interesting, speaking of people, not, not, uh, things you can't find. Today I was, I was working on the story about John Morant because I was trying to sort of come up with, I feel like this is all so familiar now. It just happens so often where people do terrible, terrible things. And I feel like they never are forced to even say they're sorry. So uh, I was I was writing some names down and I was googling things and I googled um, Miles Bridges, who's the former Michigan State guy, who he beat the shit out of his wife. I mean, he beat her up so bad she just like was like, "That's it, I'm gone, bye," and he was charged. And I don't really, honestly, based on the beating she took, I'm really surprised he didn't go to jail. He got uh, was it five years probation? It's a long probation. Well, I, I mean, he pled it down, right? Because yeah, he pled it down. But charges but, against the kids were dropped as well. But if it was you or me, and we beat up a woman like that, you would probably get you know ninety days or something. It was a very violent attack, and you know the child was there, and it just was horrible. And the next day, I remember TMZ did the story, and they showed him. He's, oh, there he is at practice. He's taking shots. You know, he's working out. He's taking. It was off season, wasn't it? Yeah, you don't want to get rusty. Compartmentalizes. But, well, that seemed a little extreme to me. I thought, 
how can you just go out and act like it's just another day when we know how you beat the fuck out of your wife? I mean, that just was weird. And he looked like he didn't have a care in the world. So anyway, when this whole thing got settled recently, and he got, what, 20 games? And they suspend him for 20 games this next season? I thought he, oh boy, I don't know. I thought he missed more than that. Well, he missed a whole season already. But uh, 30. Nobody signed him. 30 games, okay. But nobody signed him, so now he has somebody still has to sign him, and someone will because he's a very good player. He can I thought he jump was really on, high. Was oh, is he Charlotte signed? Still, yeah. Oh, Charlotte, that's right. He's still a Charlotte. I thought he was a free agent for some reason at that time, or he was about to be a free agent. But today I Googled, and I asked Brandon to do it just because I didn't trust myself. I Googled Miles Bridges' apology to wifey assaulted, and nothing. Absolutely nothing came up. Really? So I said, Brandon, this seems almost impossible that this guy wouldn't apologize. Can you Google Miles? And, and I told him to Google. So my, Brandon Googles and he says, oh, um, well, yeah, there's this apology where he, uh, he, he threw his mouth guard and hit a fan. He apologized to the fan. Yeah, because right? it's a little kid. Because it was on TV. <laughs> so when you Google Miles Bridges' apology, the entire thing is just filled with him saying sorry to this young fan. Yeah, but not to his wife. Never apologizes to her. Huh. In fact, in the court case, the, the attorney's quoting, you know, oh, yeah, we plead it down, and this is the best outcome we could have. And, oh, you know, but Miles never says a word. Never said he was I sorry. Have never hurt a bitch unless she had it coming to it. And, and I, I just assume that, you know, in many of these cases, because I, I did it with a lot of athletes and a lot of things they've done wrong, because I feel like no one is hey, remorseful. You're big on apologies today. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I just... I'm here I with think, you today to apologize. I think you, uh, you apologize whether you mean it or not in a lot of cases. Right. But to not apologize at all means you are not sorry. Because, honestly, if you were involved in something like that, uh, I mean, regular people, you just would apologize. You would, would they, somehow I, get it out there I, I, I that you were know. sorry. I don't know. I think the kind of people that would do the things that Miles Bridges did just wouldn't fucking apologize. Um, if they're on a professional basketball team, you would no, think no, they would. No, no, you're talking about you and me. I don't. I don't think so. I think they're. I think the kind of people that would do that don't well, apologize. There are plenty of people, though, who well, do. Let me just say that I apologize. Who do get in trouble, who do apologize. People apologize. It's not that unusual to apologize. Um, Jalen Carter, no. I don't think he's a guy who apologizes because when he was drafted, instead of going, boy, I really screwed up, he's, he's crying because he wasn't drafted number one. He was angry. He can't wait to prove how wrong they are for not picking him number one. Not, oh, my God, I really screwed things up. I left the scene of an accident. I drag raced. I got pulled over going 88 and a 45. I really messed up. I got these uh, misdemeanors, and then you know he says, "Oh, and I'm, I'm going to be proved not guilty," which is like, what do you mean you be proved not guilty? What what a fucking dick! <laughs> but you know, maybe that is just the narcissism level of these people who are like John Moran. I think they just are so revered for so long in their life. I mean, you've been alive 24 years, and you've been revered 14 or 15 of them, mm. and you're never wrong. And anytime you're in trouble, people make excuses for you, and they get you out of it because you got to play. And so, you know, it would warp your mind. But, I apologize to everybody in the world. I mean, you like to think that somebody has enough humanity to at least, at some point, feel some reflective he's, thing inside them. He's got an agent who told him not to apologize yeah. is probably the case. Oh, but no, would, no, no, no. An agent would want you to apologize. But, but you're the only they reason, absolutely the only reason they would. The only reason he they would. did apologize <laughs> for the gun. He only apologized for the gun because he was suspended for eight games. Maybe I'm too cynical, but I would assume that the only reason people would apologize publicly is to save some kind of endorsement. Right, right. Well, yeah, that, but that's a pretty big reason. 
Tiger Woods apologized. He had a fucking press conference and calls in his friends. He had a fake giant apology because yeah. he knew he had to. He knew he had to be the have the appearance what of being happened? sorry. Um, I, I mean, I just think it's hey, it's crazy. It's, uh, but that's Tiger. But that's why those public apologies just seem empty. I don't need them to fucking apologize to the public. Well, they could apologize on take and put out a press release and and make it look like they wrote it. But yeah, I, but then I they could, then they only did that for us, right? So you prefer them not to apologize? It doesn't it doesn't matter to me either which way. Um, like Deshaun I, Watson apologizing? No, nah, I, I think I they should. Care. I think if they need his fucking apology, who? Like Deshaun Watson? I don't. What does this apology do to me? I don't. What do I care? Uh, well, first of all, it forces him to stand in front of a camera and actually have the balls and the self-reflectiveness to say, "I made a mistake. I made a big mistake, and I'm not going to make that mistake again, or I'm going to I'm going to be a better person, or whatever." I mean, people, people do it all the time. They used to end up on the cover of People magazine. Oh, my God, he's sorry. He's out of rehab now. He's going to do better. And, you know, people yeah. loved it. Yeah, because they have a movie coming out. People like apologies. People like it when people are vulnerable like that. It's a big thing. And but, but how is Deshaun Watson going to apologize? <laughs> apologize for what? For air. <laughs> <laughs> for well, he did, air. He did force people I, to hey, suck Trudy, his I, dick. I breathed some of that air. I know. Yeah, we all <laughs> suffered. No, I, I think I think in many cases when people get on camera and they're being interviewed and they they explain it, you can oftentimes say, "I think he really is sorry," or "I think that's a fake apology." But sometimes I believe them. I think they are sorry. And this but, was Deshaun Watson's apology. Because you know settlements and things like that happen, doesn't mean that a person is is guilty for anything. <laughs> Just because no, settlements happen he, doesn't mean you're he's guilty. not sorry. He said he's not sorry. And what did he, he said, do wrong? He didn't do anything wrong. They said, okay, when he apologized, they said, they said, hey, apologize. This is great. We can move forward. We, he's got all the things settled, and we can go ahead. And, and then he said, after it was all settled, he goes, no, that was an apology to the women because I, I didn't do anything wrong. That was an apology exactly. for all the problems it caused. Right. Exactly. So it's so such an empty apology. So he's not sorry. So in other words, the 24 women lied. That's where he stands on the topic. Um, sorry, not sorry. Did you apologize to Browns fans. Baby, I'm sorry. And people will accept his apology, his non-apology, until he doesn't perform, and then he, they will they will demand an apology. That's that's say, you should apologize apology. to Browns fans for as shitty as yeah. he played last year. No, it's just so <laughs> stupid. I, I just, I swear, I just, the John Morant thing was so simple yet complicated in a way because I really felt like there was something about that, like I do whatever I want. Yeah. You know, like in your face, Adam Silver, motherfucker. What else? I is think he you're thinking? giving him too much credit. I, I don't think he's thinking, Drew. I think he just thinks. It's Mark, he got suspended for eight games. Yeah. He was really pissed about the yeah. fact that he was left off the All Pro team, and yeah. so he's live on. Hey, let's go live on my Instagram. Yeah. And he pulls a gun out. I think he's in the moment. And <laughs> he's listening to that song, and it's got those lyrics about well, the gun. Well, then he's dumber than I think. Fuck yeah, he is. He's yeah, an idiot. He may be. I mean, I don't need his apology for shit. Um, it, when because when he apologizes, like last time, it's going to be totally empty. But you can't you can't be serious when you say, "Oh, I'm really uh, I'm going to counseling and I'm getting some oh, help and all that." Which you is why you cannot be NBA. serious when you because I, I have a feeling that he was forced to do that stuff. Of course, and he then was. He's driving in his buddy's car. and He's like, "Hey, motherfucker, look here, here's my gun." Because he didn't have to pull a gun out then. He did it because he wanted. But it to. matched the lyrics. <laughs> I think, I, think he, I think he was feeling the music and got caught in it. And well, that's, that, cause, that cause, understands. Cause he that didn't, understands. He, he didn't learn a thing. I never thought I he would I was wrong. <laughs> I'm not too big to admit when I'm wrong. Usually, though, eight games will 
not making all pro, which cost him a lot of money. That does make you learn a little bit, but maybe not. Probably. Maybe not at all. I don't, I don't know. Incident and, and, after incident with that guy, I, I think the learning curve is pretty pretty lousy. Well, he again, but he doesn't think he thinks all those earlier things are not incidents, as he told Jalen Rose. You know, I can't wait to explain this stuff to tell you how everyone else is wrong. So I, I just don't think he ever thinks he's wrong. Um, as you know, many of those cases. Look at Antonio Brown. Look at how many things he's got mixed up, and he's never sorry. Never does he say I'm sorry. He doesn't say he's sorry for. Uh, blowing a load on that artist's back when she was painting. He's not sorry about uh, throwing a bag of dicks at his wife. He thought that was hilarious. He was live on Instagram throwing a bag of dicks at his wife, and he did not afterwards go, well, that was, that was a little over the line. He wasn't sorry about leaving her with no money and insisting, uh, calling 911 to say she stole the car that she was using for his three kids. He's not sorry about any of it. So it's just that not. normal I, people. I mean, it's my car. I pay for everything. I pay for everything. Normal people here, right? don't do what he does. With well, a normal person, normal people do do all those things. They don't do them very often, and they don't do that many of those things. Because if you uh, call nine one one for your the mother of your kids stealing your car and demanding your car back, and you're a normal person, that's not going to go well. But when it's Antonio Brown, again, they go, oh, Antonio, why don't you just leave her a few bucks? And, and the officer actually coaxes him into leaving her a little bit of money. And then he's on his way because it's Antonio Brown. I just got a hot IQ. And when he uh, doesn't have his vaccine, he has a fake vaccine card. He gets suspended. He doesn't really give a shit anyway. It's not the playoffs. Now you got a big ass head. <laughs> the only reason he got caught with the vaccine card is because he, he didn't stiffed the pay guy. The guy. He, yeah, the guy owed him ten thousand dollars, and he was never forced to pay the chef. All the people he stiffed, he just stiffs. He stole the uh, the portrait of him. They said, no, we're not auctioning that because I'm buying it. And then he stiffs him. And then he stole the money from the uh, Albany Empire. <laughs> And, and a lot of times he said, that's a wild story. He's, he's complained a lot of times, too, about people making money off me. So I think a lot of times when he steals or doesn't pay for things, it's his way of saying, you're making money off me, so I'm not paying you. It's a good you know, move. Like the, the chef that uh, he hired a chef to go to Hawaii to cook for his family during the Pro Bowl week. And the guy spent, you know, he had to fly to Hawaii. He had to fly all these ingredients. He had to go shopping, buy ingredients. The guy spent, it was thousands and thousands of dollars. And then Antonio Brown said, you left that fish in my refrigerator to fuck with me. And the guy's like, no, no, I just wanted to freeze the fish. And he's like, no, you want to fuck with me? You out of here, motherfucker. And didn't pay the guy. Sent him home. The guy spent all his own money. Happy 38 birthday. So he wanted to make, he wanted to be paid for the money. And Antonio Brown said, he made money telling people he worked for me. So he thinks that he paid the guy mm. by the guy saying he worked for Antonio Brown, I which he shouldn't have to pay. Anniversary wedding. But that's how people like that think that get everything, that <laughs> things always go their way, that no one ever blames them for anything. People make excuses for them. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of... You know what he'd say to you, Drew? I heard you got a big-ass head. <laughs> <laughs> what a great comeback. But the, the worship for these people is bigger than ever. I mean, we've always worshipped athletes, but this it's crazy now. I mean, you have, not only do you have the normal worship, but you have more money. You have 20 million followers on Instagram, people clicking you, loving you, commenting on you all the time, every time you bless them with a picture or anything. So, and plus, I think athletes are adored at an earlier age than ever because you know, what used to be college, remember when college was just like, it wasn't that much money. You were only allowed to be on TV twice a year and high school was nothing. 
Now high school kids, they're high school games that are on TV. They're high school games attended by 10,000 people. That's big high business. school kids are revered because they're the next college kids. So college kids are, are revered almost like pros now. They're paid, and they don't apologize either. College kids don't get in front of a microphone. They, I mean, they still have coaches and hey, people Jameis that weasel Winston them out did. of stuff. Jameis Winston apologized yeah. for stealing those. That well, he got a caught. a very shellfish act. He got caught. Thanks for setting me up for that, Brian. <laughs> My all-time favorite game day sign. Um, hey, people, are you subscribing to our YouTube channel? Please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we're going to go do the show live on YouTube one of these days. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. really? Yeah, do the show live on YouTube. And then we'll you know maybe make it available a day later or something. So... Yeah, if you really want to hear the show, you'll just go to YouTube and listen to it, and hopefully you'll subscribe, because it means everything to us, and it means nothing to you to do it. I mean, it's just one, push one little button. It's nothing, but it's a lot to us. We want you to do it, so just do it. Do it. And, um, Get it done. and we're putting some cool stuff up there, too. I think, honestly, if uh, most people in our audience would find at least one video in there. Even if it's stinky Lily farting, or who's our other fartiste? Uh, Laura Juicy TV, who we are going to have to check out tomorrow because she has put out a slew of new fantastic oh, just videos. Just play one new fart. Just play and one. And she has gained. I'll let her tell you how many how many subscribers. So when we found her, she had seventy four thousand followers, I believe. Yeah, it was in the seventies. Well, not anymore. Let's see. Let me find. The one I like when she farts into the. Uh, the pot. This one here. That's all. Oh, <laughs> they all look good, actually. <laughs> there was one where she tells. I think she has a hundred and because now she's got one hundred and forty thousand. All right, we'll just go with the fart in this vase to see if it sounds like when I farted in the pot. Oh wow! That sounds cool. Mm. <laughs> wow. What about the one where she walks up with the pot on her butt? I mean, the metal pot. Oh, you're spoiling it all. All right, so the first comment on this one is, imagine people from the 1800s watching this. This is the one you're referring to. There is a warning on this. Participating in this activity could result in you or others getting hurt. Why? No, you couldn't. What? How could you hurt people? Oh, she's on Skating. a skateboard. Oh, she's a good skateboarder. She's coming around. That's one of those wiggles. Oh. <laughs> what when she takes the turn to come in front of the camera, she farts into the into the pot. Oh my God, that's choreographed. Look and there's plenty oh. more where that's where that comes from. We'll have more updated videos on Laura Juicy TV, and we'll actually try to reach out to her again. She is ghosting Laura. Trudy currently, but yeah, we're gonna catch Laura, her. Come on, girl. That's pretty cute. We appreciate your artistry, your fartistry. Looks like that. It's made a big yard for her already. Somehow she bought a big yard. Brandon, <laughs> oh. there's another one that she that she's that what has a warning what's, on what, it. What's the business she's in front of there? Home Depot. Home Target? Depot. Oh, she, Home Depot. She did a pipe from Home Depot and a pipe from Lowe's just to make I don't know fart in different you pipes. Equal it out. There's also the participation in this activity could result in you and others getting hurt on this video, and I don't understand why. Is she on the skateboard? I'm gonna fart in this jar and then light it on fire. Oh, she's fire. lighting it on fire. Oh, oh, oh we've seen this. lighting it on fire. This is a rerun. Right, but it's- it get a warning? It just recently cool, got a though. warning. Yeah, it's kind of dangerous. Watch this. <laughs> I'm gonna fart in this jar. So we- <laughs> Pretty cool. I love this. And I might have some additional information on large UCTV <laughs> The fart made a tomorrow. noise all by itself. That was cute. That's a that's Wait, is she farting into the gas tank? Yeah, she's we, not, we, is we watched she? that one, yeah. It's dangerous. <laughs> 
Somewhere to get her. We got more videos to get to. She's already got 4.1 million likes, 140,000 followers. Good for her. Fartfluencer, there she blows. Our YouTube channel has like 260,000 views. If you would subscribe to it, we could have more. Because I know there's at least one for you if you're listening, going, What's your YouTube channel? Why, why do you say that? Why do you have to? Why can't people just not care about our YouTube channel? Why do they say, What's your YouTube channel? You know what you should say back to them? Say nothing. Why you got a big ass head? Jealous. <laughs> jealous. Why would they be jealous? They listen to the show, they I like the show. Where would you go to the YouTube channel? No, they're not just Say nothing. Just forget it. Let it go. Fast forward. Jeez. Easy. Relax. You want to get in trouble? <laughs> what if we? What if you get suspended from the show like so many listeners have in the past? God. Uh, Hall Financial wants to remind you the spring buying season is here. So home inventory is on the rise. Rates have leveled off. And if you think it might be the time to buy the first time to buy the first time, the first call you should make. Can I talk? The first call you should make is to Hall Financial because they have a lot of great programs right now that can save you money off the rate and even help you with down payment assistance. And uh, also, if you're thinking about a second home up north or spring, summer renovations, maybe a refi, go to the website, click the link to Hall Financial to get started for their above and beyond five-star service or call 866-CALL-HALL and make sure to tell them we sent you or maybe high-interest credit card debt, which no one should have to live with. Is Carl tomorrow? I believe so. I think it is too. Kind of wanted to go live on a Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, go boy. He's had an interesting weekend. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> and Carl's Carl's thing with uh, the what Ace Freely the Ace Freely podcast with Eddie Trunk. I, I listened to it this morning. Jim just put it up. It's, Ace is such an ass. I can't even believe it. And the Kiss and Tell book arrived from Gordon Gebert. I'm so excited to read it. I'm so excited to get Gordon on again to talk about the lengthy, the lengthy experience that Gordon and Ace had back when they were friends, including Gordon almost buying his uh, his estate and his music, etc. There's a lot of great stuff in this book. It's it's a lot of fun to read, and Ace really uh, reminded me of what a dope he can be on the Eddie <laughs> Trunk podcast. Oh my God! All right, we'll see you tomorrow with Carl. See you. Gonna have to hear you sing. Can't you just trust that I'm a real, really, really good singer? Just one song, so I know what your voice sounds like. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I will just do it. No big deal, I just dive into it, I just start singing. Oh, Jesus, my heart is beating so fast. Right, just do it, right? I will sing, and girls will show me their boobies. People are talking. Talking about people, I just ignore them, but they keep us saying we laugh just a little too loud. We stand just a little too close. We stand just a little too long. Maybe they're seeing something we don't, darling. Let's give them something to talk about. Let's give them something to talk about. How about love? Love, 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 love,
And this is not an acoustic environment that is suitable to request this shit from me. You gotta know, I'm not just some guy. Brennan, that is the voice of an angel. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Why can't you do that in front of people? Are you messing with me right now? It's me, Dale. You're good. I know. This is gonna sound weird, but for a second, I think you took on the shape of a unicorn. I felt like I was hovering above my own body watching myself sing. 